evening. Good evening. Today is uh, October 2nd. Can you believe that? It is 3.40, nope, nope, 3.36 p.m. I'm Rachel. And I'm Lisa. And you're listening to News News and and Brews. (laughs) (laughs) We're back. Five years later. (laughs) Oh my gosh. How long has it been? At least, what, three months? Well, we recorded right before we took our trip to Lake Chelan. Oh, that's right. So, like, very end of July, because we left the very first week of August yes. for Lake Chelan. Yeah, right after my birthday. Yeah. So, and two months? Yeah, and we meant to record in Lake Chelan. It was I, just too much effort to I drag it out of the closet. all <laughs> the equipment Yeah, you did. Halfway across our state. Um, schlepped it into the house, loaded it in the car. The secret twister closet. Oh, my God. And then, I don't know, we just, like, I was... We were tired, and we wanted to relax and not feel like we had to or needed to, or we just did what we felt like doing. And that's what a vacation should be. Yes. So, we opted not to record, and then we're like, it's fine, we'll do it next week. And then... (laughs) And then... Uh, Rachel, my neck went out. Like I somehow injured my neck. During where you slept or something, right? Just, yeah, it was weird. It was just, I slept wrong and, um, I was under a lot of stress, um, this summer. And then the, I was waiting for test results. Oh, that's right. Remember two different yes. types of test results. Two? Yeah. Cause that my MRI on my ankle. Oh, that's right. That's and right. And then my skin. Biopsy. Yes. Yes. That's right. And then I think I just was really stressed out. So I got heartburn, which I never get heartburn. So like I had to sleep propped up one night and this is literally like the day we got back. Cause I think we came back August 6th. Yes, Something that like sounds that. right. So the day we Friday. got back, I had really bad heartburn, which I never get. So I had s- tried to sleep propped up, but I rolled onto my side, and then my head ended up like, really tweaked. And then I literally couldn't move my neck for like four weeks. Um, it triggered a 10-day-long migraine. I oh, yeah. had so many doctor appointments and chiropractic appointments and massage appointments. Is that your first like actual migraine, like a real migraine? No. I used to get them um, before I started wearing my mouth guard every night. I used to get at least like one a month. Um, There's a few times I ended up in the emergency room uh, before, like, before we had Donovan. I think once when I was pregnant, I ended up in the emergency room uh because they make me really nauseous and then you Mm. can't eat or drink and then you're dehydrated and yeah it's really bad so I I've had so many procedures (laughs) little tiny needles poking in me and some voluntary <laughs> some voluntary yeah I was like ended up in tears when I was in urgent care trying oh. to get rehydrated from my migraine it was so because I I don't know and they look at you like dude it's a headache there's more sick people like no, that's this, how I've been treated this doctor was really kind he was really sweet he totally didn't think it was all in my head or I was exaggerating he was like we're gonna get you hydrated and we're oh. gonna give you pain medicine where was and this migraine it was the walk-in clinic up across from Walmart and oh 
in Mount Vernon. Okay. The Skagit Regional. Oh, yeah. But the problem is, is I had to get an IV and I don't do well with needles in the first place. And then my, I always have issues trying to get my blood drawn. Like my veins always roll. Oh. And then, um, so the really sweet nurse was trying to get the IV in me and like four different attempts on both arms. Ooh. She couldn't get it in. And at Was this, she just out of school? No, oh. no. But she was like. So she finally called in a nurse who usually works in the ER. So she does like eight IVs a day or more. A minute. And she's like, I really only, this first nurse is like, I really mostly just draw blood and give injections. IVs are really rare here. So I only do like one a week. So she had to call in this other nurse who does it like multiple times a day. By this point, I'm like, bleeding out in the chair (laughs) i'm lightheaded i'm seeing stars i'm starting to black out all while i'm hyperventilating and sobbing (laughs) into a paper bag no and then but okay so the the, did you have your crochet fort blanket fort with you comfort blanket fort no i didn't (laughs) and then so by the time i left there it was a couple hours because you have to let the ivy bag you know yeah do its thing yeah I got up from the chair because they had me in this like chair kind of propped up at an angle and the paper was completely soaked and like sticking you to my You sweat spread. through all your clothes? I sweat through all my clothes and the paper. And you slipped off the chair. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so embarrassed and she was really sweet. She's oh. like, I'm, I, it's not your fault. I'm sorry. You've had a rough time here. But Poor I've, thing. I've had an ordeal and it literally has been just in the last week that the pain in my neck has gone away. I still have a little stiffness and tight muscles. But Did you it, get an x-ray? No, because it wasn't... You know how you can feel if it's a bone? like Yeah. And I could just tell it was all just muscular. Gotcha. Um, especially because it was like slowly improving, but it took... Long time. Almost two months. <laughs> Poor thing. That's when you know you're getting old. Doesn't oh my god yeah i just slept Getting wrong and it triggered this like six to seven week long nightmare welcome to my life <laughs> so that's what happened we had all good intentions to record and um i just i couldn't bring myself to do it no i was in Poor bed thing. like in bed for two weeks Poor thing it was the worst <clears throat> when you because i have a lot of skeletal pain i'm just I think it's genetic because my mom has the same thing. Our ligaments and stuff are are very abnormally flexible. And so they don't, our spine doesn't naturally stay in place. And Mm -hmm. even my knee pops out just not doing anything really, like very little pressure. Like my back went out, me shaving my legs in the shower Mm -hmm. one day. I mean, just little things like that. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah, I did. That was a bad one. And one time when I worked with you at the North Face, I was stretching one morning just on the floor, no, 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 like yoga, crazy stretch, just, you know, putting your legs out and then stretching and my back went out then and it hasn't gone back in. I haven't been able to get it back in since then, just from stretching, normal stretching, nothing crazy. I wonder if you have um, high levels of that hormone because when you're pregnant, your body produces oh, this hormone yeah. that makes your joints really and your flexible. hips spread and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I wonder if you just have high levels of that. That in may your body be it. Naturally, because... 
that people, pregnant women get seriously injured because they don't realize how loose their joints are. And yep. they do something they're just normal, used yep. to doing. And then it's like, oh, you completely dislocated your knee yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. My hips, and I didn't know this, but since I was little, they've been one's higher than the other, one's lower. And then one is a lot more forward and back. And my mom her hip was off by like almost two or three inches. One I felt in one hip was higher, almost three inches than the other. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, so this is what I have to look forward to. I live with, I've lived with pain all my life. And as I get older, it just, it, it keeps getting worse. It, yeah. the, it's just, so I, I understand and not trying to take away from what you've been through, but when your neck or your lower back gets injured, it screws up your whole body. Cause yeah. that's where you, your stability, everything. Well, I mean, and I've, I mean, I've injured myself. Okay. Like uh, yeah. I'm, I mean, at most of my, I sprained my ankle really badly in July and it's just now beginning to get better. Like I'm used to living with some sort of injury at some point and right. just kind of like managing the pain and, or you have a VIP at the, the ER <laughs> for your family. <laughs> but this was, I've never had it in my neck like this. And I, I literally could not function. I couldn't function. Yep. It was awful. It is so awful. So that's what's been going on with me. How have you been? Fantastic. <laughs> you got me some um, C's lollipops for my birthday. I did. And dude, I went through the butterscotch like in the second day. Like it's all gone. And... Uh, uh, then I finished off the whole box within a week because, you know, I'm a grown woman and I love my lollipops. <laughs> <laughs> like an average grown woman. <laughs> Just normal adults. <laughs> and um, I had forgotten about the butterscotch ones. I love those. And so I, I went to get another one, but ordering online from the Mount Vernon location, I guess you have to pay for singles. You can't buy a whole box of one flavor. And so, plus they charge you like $12 for shipping, some crazy thing. But I finally broke down and bought a box. Do you think you'd find it on eBay or Amazon or something? Nope. It's like $50 for a box of lollipops. Yeah, C's <laughs> is very productive. They don't sell anywhere except these stores. Yeah. So I've been like savoring them and not eating them <laughs> like crazy. And I'm so, they're so good, the butterscotch lollipops. If you haven't yeah. had one, you got to try it. I'd forgotten about that, that I liked them until you reintroduced it. So thanks. Yeah. Um, I got you the lollipops and some chocolates, I think. And I got yeah. Amy the almonds, the toffee. Yeah. And my family decided they really liked that toffee. So the um, Amy's gift. Well, remember how I opened it? Cause oh, I was like, right. I, I hadn't seen Amy. I hurt myself. I that's wasn't right. leaving my house. I totally missed her birthday. Trying to nurse yourself back to right. health. And I toffee. was like, I want some toffee. So I ate her birthee toffee. And that's then, right. Like, I had to crawl back to Mount Vernon <laughs> to get her, her toffee. <laughs> Sorry. I ate your gift. I saw her for her birthday dinner that we finally connected for. But yeah, C's is, this is good stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. It's, yeah. Do you know they have a butterscotch log? <laughs> <laughs> I know what? it sounds weird. <laughs> I know. I'm not picturing something that looks or tastes good. Yes, it's amazing. What I haven't had it since I was a teenager. It? It's like, um, I think I think another word for it is butterscotch chew. I think they might have changed the name, but it's like, but it's a log. log. Really it looks like. <laughs> 
a long piece of poop. I mean, that's what it looks like. It used to be called butterscotch log. And then I think there's, it's like just butterscotch and then uh, like nuts on, rolled in nuts or something. Um, But it's like chewy, but, but, um, but not like fudge or it's like very dense, but not as dense as fudge. It's hard to explain. Like a cow tail? Remember those cow tails? Yeah, yeah, kind of like and that without the a, cream in the center. Yes. Or a, it's kind of um, like a, a caramel. Tootsie roll? Kinda yeah, like kind of like a caramel roll? consistency, you know, okay. like the, the yeah. caramel squares you buy at Halloween. Yeah. Kind of like that consistency, but it's butterscotch and okay. it's amazing. Oh, you know what I did? Um, so during my convalescence, I actually <laughs> made it down to see... Um, our friend Dave and Stephanie Ooh. and I had a meeting with our uh, fan club president Carolyn she's also <laughs> there but I brought Dave and Stephanie's little boy hunter I brought him those caramel apple pops oh the suckers the suckers those I brought are so him good. just a whole bag I was like <laughs> he was like in heaven you are gonna hate me but here you go <laughs> <laughs> and now let's get in the boat yeah we got in the boat after that was Dave sad you didn't bring him pickles? No, I'd already given them a bunch of pickles. <laughs> of course. Because I met up with Carolyn and Stephanie um, when I made the pickles in July. Oh, gotcha. And they already got their pickles. He drinks a, a pickle juice smoothie every morning <laughs> to get ready for work. Bike ride. Ninja. He's, instead of like... A water bottle. He's just got a water bottle filled with pickle juice. Like Popeye in the spinach, yeah. but it's pickle he's juice. He's just squirting it in his mouth from a squeezy bottle. And he's so hot. He's just like putting it all over his face and his hair. Oh. Chunks of garlic and dill coming. Gross. <laughs> dill in his eye. He crashes his bike. <laughs> we love you, Dave. Oh, Dave. I miss working with him. It's a fun job. <laughs> yeah. Um. So do you want to talk about our soda? Yes. Our brew. Soda. So this is round two. So last time we recorded, and again, it's been so long, Lisa completely forgot. Yes, I did. But we tried um, some flavors of poppy soda. So now we're going to do round two of two different flavors. So why don't you I, read it to me? Okay, Please. so poppy. Where, where are your glasses? Poppy. I got to use the light. <laughs> Hold on. I need, I need the lamp. It's a prebiotic soda. I remember asking you what a prebiotic is, and you said you didn't know. So, hey, I gained some of my memory back. Okay, good. Prebiotic orange soda. Um, This is the orange flavor by Poppy with five grams of sugar. Um, Infused with apple cider vinegar, and it's an immunity sidekick. Um, What's sparkling... Filtered water, apple cider vinegar, orange juice, lemon juice, organic cane sugar, natural flavors, and stevia. Do you know that they hide um, MSG under natural flavors? I did because my sister is allergic to MSG. So that's insane. Yeah. What um, else do they hide under natural? Like a lot, I bet. Well, like, is there MSG in this? <laughs> how do? How would you MSG know? MSG free? I don't know. But um, um, okay, so the other flavor is. I need the lamp and my monocle. Um, this one is a prebiotic soda. <laughs> Raspberry rose. This sounds good. Rose. Hmm. Um, it has the same ingredients, but with raspberry juice. I like that they add lemon juice to this. And it's made in Dallas, Texas. Contains 7% juice. So prebiotic and probiotic 
are different, right? I think they're different, but like kind of two sides of the same coin. Like a yin and a yang? Yeah, or like they do the same thing, just like... One helps you poop, one helps you stay constipated? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what You're they the are. smart one. You know I defer to you on everything. I know, but I don't know what a prebiotic is. So Okay. Okay, so we're going to crack out. What if it's not true? What if it's just a word and like it's not actually anything? They just made it up. Taking my like, prebiotic air supplements. Their marketing <laughs> was like, there's too many probiotics on the market. You guys got to change it to prebiotics. Okay, so the orange one is kind of a little cloudy, cloudy, <laughs> cloudy, like we in a cloud, cloudy yellow <laughs> color, which means there's no artificial. Oh my god, it in smells it. just like tang. It just does. like it tang. It smells just like tang. Identical. I freaking love tang. It's so bad for you, but I love when it. I was a kid, I loved it. I would just like lick a spoon and put it in. Gross. And then you would just lick it, it would off. Stick on yes. the spoon. Well, I gotta lick it. I was disgusting child. I'm like that with cake batter. <laughs> <laughs> kind of tastes like watered down tang. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Have you ever tried to make popsicles out of tang? No. I tried when I was a kid with an ice cube tray. <laughs> <laughs> like toothpicks to keep Super out get it. No. Oh. <laughs> I didn't have toothpicks. I was like six. Okay. I like it though. It's a little, um, it's not as strong like it's good. orange flavor, but I like it. No, it's good. I can taste the MSG for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, I, it's hard to explain. It mm-hmm. tastes like watered down tang, but not gross. Yeah. It's very fizzy, which I like. I can taste the lemon juice. I don't taste the apple cider vinegar. Do you? No. I don't. What is happening? What? Oh, Stephanie just texted me. Speaking of Stephanie, she Hi, just Stephanie. sent me a text. Hello, Stephanie. Okay, let's try this raspberry. So the raspberry is like a it's a red color. It's not quite as red as cranberry juice, but close. It's a raspberry rose. Mm, I smell the raspberry. I like the cans, by the way. That the art on the cans is really cute. It looks like a little kid's bedroom. Yeah, true, huh? Okay. Like strawberry shortcake. Mm-hmm. That's good. It's too sweet for me. No way. That's I mean, it's good. Awesome. The flavor is great. It's definitely fresh raspberry flavor. I don't taste rose at all. No, me neither. There's only five grams of sugar, so for as it's, sweet as this is, that's not bad. Right, I know. It's the stevia. It's just the flavor is too sweet too sweet for me this is really good i like, like this I a lot i'm not really big on raspberry well juice in general oh yeah I'm not really a big juice person so it's even though of, you make juice like every week i make veggie juice that's a different and still then, uh, juice you just have to chug it <laughs> you don't like the taste of your juice i Dep- love uh, your juice I guess. i'm used to it now when I house sat last weekend, I was hoping there would be some left, like I an old jar of juice. I took it with me, and then I didn't drink anything, Aww. and I was like, I should have left it for Lisa. I'm sorry. And then I saw, like, your vegetable box come, and I was asked Audrey, I was like, how mad do you think your mom would be if we juiced all You these? could have, because I still haven't gotten to it, so now I have double juicing I have to I do I thought tomorrow. you would be livid at me, no. so I was like, well, I mean, I know those aren't cheap, those right. boxes of veggies. But you, it's. Your house today, and you're welcome. I know, to but still, in my house. I know I am. Mm. I just thought that would be super disrespectful. I really like the orange. I, I really like the raspberry. I would 
Okay, you can have make the good raspberry. popsicles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it would freeze and like taste really good. Yeah, it would. I really like the orange. So if you like um, really fruity, like juicy tasting, juicy things, juice, juicy juice. Wasn't that a gum? No, no juicy it's a fruit. juice. Juicy juice is a juice. It's a kid's juice. Yeah, that's like loaded with sugar and like zero percent juice. They have it at like every store. Juicy juice. Is it in a box? Like a little box juice? Yeah, and like gallon or half gallon drink <coughs> size. Yeah, you my parents juicy juice? No, my parents didn't buy juice. And then I didn't buy it for my kids. I only know of it because of commercials I've seen. Oh, I don't. Like from a while ago. Right. I guess I just don't pay attention to the juice market. <laughs> I'm not in bed with big cranberry, okay? It's gross. I've tried it. It's it's like so much sugar and artificial flavor, and it's totally marketed so towards kids. So is it basically just Kool-Aid, but pre-made? Yes. Pre-made Kool-Aid? Yes. I think they even made gummies, after, huh. because it's pretty popular. Really? Yes. <laughs> Among moms and kids. This is the first time hearing of this product. Wow. Yeah, it's a big deal. Gosh. <laughs> I bought stock. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to well, you know, push your juicy juice on me. America's infatuation <laughs> with sugar for breakfast. Just goes right? along those lines. Oh my gosh, yeah. I watched this documentary, I forget what it's called, but it's this Australian guy who kind of did the a documentary about uh sugar, kinda like the the one who did the documentary about McDonald's where mm-hmm. all he did is McDonald's right. for two yeah. months and gained a ton of weight and gotten unhealthy. So this guy had like a team of doctors, you know, draw his blood like every other day and like stay with him for this like three month or four month thing. And all he did was adhere to the guidelines of what the National Food Organization or whatever. Like their recommended daily their right. food pyramid. Of, of of what is a healthy food. And if you're on a diet, these are the low fat options. Low fat just means they've added sugar. Yes. And I guess like back in the twenties or thirties or forties, somewhere in there, um, that two doctors or nutritionists or something, I think it was doctors went head to head about what really causes weight gain and what's best to lose weight. And one doctor was completely against sugar. And one doctor was like, no, it's fat. And the, the no, it's fat guy won out because the sugar industry lobbied against him. And um, so anyways, he basically adhere, adhered to the low fat diet guideline and stayed like a month in Australia, Australia and then came to America for a couple weeks and adhered to our guideline. And he gained so much weight. And every meal he had, he said, this is how much sugar is in this. And he actually did another segment alongside of his <laughs> meal of putting tablespoons in a bowl of sugar this is how much sugar where did he gain the weight australia or the united states both 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 but i guess australia doesn't put as much sugar in their like low-fat yogurt and stuff as we do it's like we're oh my god like way worse have you ever had a yo play yes so gross i can't i can't do it it's It's so so sick and so he did side-by-side images of every meal with someone scooping teaspoons or tablespoons of sugar into a bowl at every meal he ate and drank. And he, it was just like the McDonald's thing. He gained so much weight. 
he ended up getting diabetes in like three or four months. What? Yes. Type and, and two he, just like immediately? Yeah, wow. Yes. And he adhered to the guidelines <laughs> of Australia and our country. What they say is an ideal low fat diet mm-hmm. and what they promote. It was insane. It's on Amazon Prime, Prime Video. Um, I'll have to, I'll look, have to uh, look and I'll give you the name. I'll text you the yes. website so you can put it on the website. Um, it's amazing. I was so impressed by this documentary. It's not like he's some huge filmmaker. He's just like a young guy from Australia and he's like, let's expose sugar. Right. It was, it was great. I remember several years ago, um, my dad, (laughs) my dad got all excited because, um, like growing up in my household, my mom was really into the low fat movement Mm -hmm. of the late 90s early and she's a nurse right late 80s and then into the 90s it was all low fat yeah fat free stuff yes she was a public health nurse for years um and rn and africa and hospitals and stuff before that right so and then she was always really self-conscious about her weight even though your mom has never been overweight she didn't ever need to be but so she was constantly like on a diet like as soon as As soon as we moved back to the United States and it was all like Western culture and focusing and shaming women for how they look or how they don't look or not looking. It's always selling them something, right? Yeah. So as soon as we moved back to the United States, she like has been on a diet ever since for like the last, God, okay, last 30, almost 30 years because we moved back when I was like nine. Mm -hmm. So almost 30 years. I thought it was 12. No. No, Nine? Okay. Um, and like the crazy thing in Africa, we just ate normal, right? right? We would just eat like rice and beans and whatever vegetables or fruit were in season. And you lived off the land, right? Well, it's not like we were out there. We were very privileged. You know, we had like house staff and stuff and a a cook who made our meals, but he made local stuff like right. chicken stews and chicken sauces and like right. the fufu which is made with manioc which is kind of like poi oh uh hawaiian poi it's kind of like sort of like that and you know rice beans yeah lots of vegetables and fruit then we moved back to the states where it was all like counting calories and how much fat and stuff and it's like yeah i feel like my mom actually gained weight trying to be low fat I bet than if she had just continued cooking and eating like we did in Africa yeah but um because they sell you a bunch of processed food yeah so like I remember in the 90s when those snack wells horrible cookies came out and the green box right and they were like little mounds of like waxy chocolate with like barf tasteless chocolate cookie but i think there was like maybe a marshmallow in there yes yes they were disgusting but my mom bought those by the box full every salad dressing was non-fat or low-fat salad dressing margarine like nothing had fat in it right everything was low fat margarine so then i move out and i get married and um justin didn't grow up that way so we just you know, we kind of just decided, made our own way of cooking. So, yeah. and I'm all about like the less ingredients and processing, the better. Yeah. So we, you know, drink half and half in our coffee mm-hmm. instead of coffee mate or gross. Yeah. Whatever. Totally. So <clears throat> my dad was very concerned 
that we were drinking half and half in our coffee because of the fat content. Really? So then he was like, Rach, look what I found. Non-fat half and half. And he was all excited and like wanted to give me this quart of non-fat half and half. Isn't half and half pretty much just fat anyways? How can you have non-fat half and half? Right. And I was like, I'm not taking that. He's like, why not? There's no fat. It's better for you than the half and half you're drinking. And I was like, Papa, look at the ingredients. And it's like milk, corn syrup. (laughs) And half and half has no sugar. No. Yeah. It has like, it's got a higher fat content, but you only use like a tablespoon of it. So it's like, it doesn't matter. Right. But this non-fat half and half was just like 2% milk and corn syrup and like corn starch to thicken it up. Gross. And I was like, so I'm trading the fat for massive amounts of sugar. Because you look at the amount of sugar in the fat-free half and half, and it was like 23 grams per serving. And a serving is literally like two tablespoons. Is it two or three teaspoons in a gram? I don't know. I forget. It wasn't. I was just like, I'm not. No, I'm not going to do that. And he got all like butthurt and stuff. But I was like. Like he was trying to save your life. Yeah. And I just like, I don't want your fat for you. Gross. It was gross. What do they drink in their coffee? Uh, my dad doesn't drink coffee. Oh. And my mom will put, now she'll just put a little bit of the non-fat milk they have in their house. They drink non-fat milk. I call it blue milk because gross. you can like see through it. It's. Blue milk? It looks blue. Like, it's so gross. watered down. It's Ugh. gross. Um, I don't drink milk myself, so the only dairy I really use is... This is fascinating conversation. <laughs> you can cut it out. Um, the only dairy I really use is, like, my half and half in my coffee. And then occasionally I toast with butter, but I don't... I don't eat butter on a daily basis like oh, you do. I love butter. And then... Oh. Um, like, I'll have two cheese sticks a day. So that's kind of my dairy intake. Yeah, you don't eat a lot I of dairy. I don't eat a lot of dairy. I do. But my parents love dairy, but they all they still buy the non-fat dairy. And then it's like you flip it over, and there's so much extra sugar in it. Anyway, they used to. she used to get that Coffee Mate stuff. Gross. Like that's the, a sick. The flavor. Yes, hazelnut, yeah. pumpkin spice. Yeah, and it's, if you, it's just like, it's actually, I think it's petroleum-based. It's like it a, tastes like chalked. It does. <laughs> it's so gross. Oh, it's so gross. Okay. I'm um, trying to find that film. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, I don't really have too many news stories other than some bears in the news, which I'm saving for the end. Okay. <clears throat> but I know you had um, a story that you wanted to I have to talk tons about. of stories. It's hard to pick. Uh, mm-hmm. Let me get to my reading list here. Just a second. You can find the video later. Okay, I will. Thanks, ma'am. I'm just noticing that you have two water bottles. I, well, I didn't know if you had water in your jug, so oh. I brought a backup for my backup just in <laughs> it's case. It's the backup seasoning salt. <laughs> I, my mouth is so dry today for some reason. I don't know why. Like, my lips are sticking to my gums right now. It's so gross. Did you start a new medication? No. Hmm. Mm-mm. I don't know. I was extra puffy this morning when I woke up, too. So, like, my eyes were... I looked like I got punched. It was gross. Did your um, ice helmet 
ever. I forgot. I, oh, so it's, you know, it said do not get yeah. wet. So that's because the gel inside starts sticking to each other. And you know how it easily folds on itself because yeah. it's so floppy. So when I got it back home, it was had completely like the gel doubled up on itself. So it was all misformed and not normal. So I had to cut it open and pull really hard to pull the gel apart. And, oh, I, and no. it, I was able to without it breaking. But then I uh, so I situate situated it back to how it's supposed to be and put it in the freezer in a Ziploc bag and I'll sew it later. But I f- forgot it was in there. I should have used it because it's a brilliant I, idea. I used mine the other morning because I made the terrible mistake of watching a movie that I had a feeling was going to be really sad, but it was really sad. What was it called? It's a new one, and it's on Netflix. It's called The Starling with Melissa McCarthy. I love her. And Chris O'Dowd, who is my favorite from the IT crowd and Moon Boy. I freaking love him. He's He's the best. Um, He's Irish, right? Yeah. So he this like it's really it's a great movie. I highly recommend it, but it's like I thought sad. it was romantic movie. Not really. Um, I mean, they're a married couple, but they've oh. experienced like this loss. Oh. And then he kind of has a little bit of a psychotic break. Oh. So they're trying to like work things out. But of course, I just end up sobbing through this whole movie. And I'm watching it with Justin like a freaking idiot. Because you know how I hate crying in front of uh-huh. anybody. Even my husband of 20 years, I will not cry in front of him. But then I start crying. So I'm like hiding <laughs> I think I was wearing this hoodie and I was like hiding. So he wouldn't see you in my hoodie and like turning. You needed your crochet fork. Turning (laughs) my face so he wouldn't see it. And I'm just like, (laughs) like sobbing. Did he notice? Yes. (laughs) Why? Some guys are oblivious. It is not subtle because I like stop breathing when I'm crying because I don't want the sound of me crying to come out so I literally stop breathing and then I camp and then I'm like <gasps> like taking breath <laughs> so long story Aww. short the next morning I woke up and my eyes were so puffy it looked like bees stung See? my eyes exactly it's so puffy and i wore that <laughs> helmet around did it help house. it did it helped how did you see i, I just kind of laid in bed and then i kind of pulled it up oh. a little bit so I could see. we need to cut eye holes <laughs> I'm so telling you these what we're talking about is these like ice cap helmets that i found <clears throat> while experiencing my migraine but it's like a little helmet. You pull, you freeze it, and then you pull it fully over your head and like over your eyes. Yeah, it's like. But what then are it's those... got a hole on the top, right? So like your top knot or your hair can be yeah. like sticking. It's on like the top. A, a very you know the headbands that you put you used to put your hair back to yes. do your skin. It's like that, but super thick. It's like eight nine ten inches thick it's like long. seal skin yes and it's you like pull over it's like bear grills when he made that wetsuit out of yeah. the dead seal body. Yes. that's what it is like yes and it has like two lower loops in the front to pull over your eyes or it's hard to explain it is it's pretty amazing to look at though maybe we should <laughs> post a picture yes about bowling my <laughs> cheeks are so bad because i'm laughing my muscle my cheek muscle just spasmed oh my <laughs> smiling so hard <laughs> i'm not joking i like smiling smiling is my favorite Sorry. that hurts okay um <laughs> yes we should post the picture stop making me laugh <laughs> my cheek muscle my tmj muscles are spasming i yeah i have that because my i have 
a small mouth to begin with, and then <laughs> I have tight muscles in my jaw. Oh, that hurts. I've never had them spasm before. Probably because I'm not used to smiling. That's sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want me to start? Yeah. Okay, okay. Sorry, I didn't know if you were done with your ice helmet. <laughs> story i'm just riveting stories here about my dairy consumption and my <laughs> migraine treatment needles and sweat okay so my first story i'm gonna run kind of quickly through because it's it's doesn't need that much attention it just kind of blew my mind it's from the daily beast and um the title headline is bombshell letter gates paid for sex with minor wingman says so everyone know about the matt gates guy oh. who's the big agent orange supporter right is yes. he a congress or house i, I forget i don't remember he's, he's from house. florida right yes okay and he's like a huge agent orange supporter and like right-wing conspiracy theory yeah pusher. he's kind of a, he's one of those guys that's like trying to pretend he's blue collar American guy, but he, right. his dad was some sort of like the governor or some, yes. some high powered person. Yes. yes. And he grew up going to private school and yeah. Ivy league schools and yeah. he's never actually worked a day in his life, yeah. but he's trying to act like he's a blue collar American. Yeah. And agent orange's wife, Melania made a comment that he was she thought he was really good looking ew he's I, gross looking a lot of people think for for congress politicians you know no he's a lot of people think looking. i i agree with you and then i saw it like he's clearly had plastic surgery where he's had his eyes lifted and like he just, really yes isn't he like I, in his late 30s yeah but if you look at pictures of him because i when he, that whole thing when he first got like indicted or i don't this was in the spring, right? That the story broke? Yeah, maybe early spring. <clears throat> yeah, so I've been kind of tuning out any political news because, you know. Yeah, I know. Anxiety attacks. Yes. So, um, yeah, but I, I kind of looked into him a little bit. And his younger pictures, he looks different. He, Weird. Like, his face looks different. You can tell he's very conceited. Oh, yeah. Yes. He's one of those, like, he's one of those guys... That drives a Porsche, but, like, doesn't know how to drive it. Yes. But, like, pretends he knows how to drive it. Yes. And, like, he will just, like, get it straight from the lot and then, like, tear through a road and then end up breaking down on the side of the road because he doesn't know how to drive a supercar. Like, yes. He's, or change a tire. Yeah. He's <laughs> that guy. All yes. while driving it in a polo shirt. Yeah. Or one of those guys who tries really hard to get a girl back to his hotel room and then just lays on the bed and makes her do all the work. <laughs> Ugh, yes, he is uh, that guy. Yep. Oh, he's <laughs> that guy. For sure he's that guy. So, the Daily Beast has obtained a, a confession letter from Joel um, Greenberg, which was Matt Gates's wingman. So, um, Like legit wingman? Like they would go clubbing together, or he yes. was like worked for him. Uh, I, I, there might have been some sort of so. Uh, Joel Greenberg works in Florida. He has a, a government job. I forget. He's like the county auditor or something how like he that. Got that. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he 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 works in Florida, and but he's best buddies with Matt Gates apparently. But yes, wingman clubbing, they hang out a lot. Okay. BFFs, right? 
So his Lisa to Best his challenge Rachel. forever. <laughs> yes, exactly. So the Daily Beast got um, a confession letter that Joel Greenberg wrote um, after asking Roger Stone to help him obtain a pardon. So to backtrack a little bit, Matt Gates was, I don't know if he's been charged, but there's been like tons of bombshell reports and investigations going on about him paying, using taxpayer money to pay for sex with girls and underage girls, some that were as young as 15, 16. Um, and, And Matt Gates knew that and also paid for these girls to come across state lines with him, underage girls, to oh. travel with him okay, and so. wait for him in his hotel and uh, buy cocaine. and, and So do- felonies, not yes, just like... Okay. Yes, yes. So, Serious charges. Yeah. So yeah. like, yeah. Because transporting a minor across state lines is a felony yes. for sexual uses, you know. Anyways, so um, him and his buddy would go around with traveling whatever and and go from hotel to hotel and have huge parties and there was tons of drugs and alcohol and underage (laughs) girls and hookers and prostitutes and stuff there and so um he i think charges were filed or an investigation was unleashed and joel greenberg matt's buddy found out that this was gonna leak or just had leaked and so this was early january before agent orange left office so this guy messaged Roger Stone and text him or something I guess they're somewhat of acquaintances and said hey can you get me a pardon because I know this is going to come out and this is uh what happened basically and basically screwed himself because someone got a hold of this Mm -hmm. confession letter well the thing is is if no charges have been filed and you haven't been convicted there's no way for anyone to pardon you so he's a dumbass right first of all Right. Didn't Agent Orange grant his children pardons before he left office? No. I could have sworn he did. No, he pardoned Roger Stone. But the thing is, is like you have to be... I could have sworn. charges filed against you, have either struck a deal with the, the prosecutor and have some sort of sentence. Right. Or you have had to go to trial and been found guilty of a crime. And then... I heard some talk of like an indefinite pardon to where it could apply to future charges for his kids, for Ivanka and Well, I know for Jared Kushner, there was talk of it. But again, there's no right. conviction, so you can't right. pardon. I'm not sure exactly all the rules Yeah, to that. I'm not a legal scholar, so I'm not totally sure. Sure you are. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the Daily Beast obtained a confession letter written by Joel Greenberg in the final months of Agent Orange's presidency. Uh, claiming that he and a close associate, Representative Matt Gates, so he is house because he's a representative, yeah. right? Matt Gates paid for sex with multiple women as well as a girl who was 17 at the time. On more than one occasion, this individual was involved in a sexual, <clears throat> excuse me, in sexual activities with several uh, of the other girls, the congressman from Florida's first congressional district and myself, Greenberg wrote in a reference to the 17-year-old. And this is, this is, I'm quoting the letter from Joel to Roger Stone. From time to time, gas money or gifts, rent or partial tuition payments were made to several of these girls, including the individual who is not yet 18. I did see the acts occur firsthand in Venmo transactions. That's how he paid for the girls. What a fucking idiot. Matt Gates had his friend, the county auditor who's in charge of government money in Florida, 
use government money to Venmo these girls under the school tuition in the memo note. Um, <clears throat> so firsthand Venmo transaction, wow. cash app, or other payments this were made guy, to these girls okay, on behalf of Matt Both Gates. of these guys are so incompetent and dumb that it's obvious they didn't get their jobs through merit or hard work. It's clearly there's Probably like nepotism not. involved because what fucking idiot pays for criminal activity with a traceable transaction? That's like crime. And taxpayer dollars. Crime 101. Yes. Like if I was to go buy cocaine, I would not R- say write a to check. my dealer, do you accept a check or can I Venmo you? I would get cash out of an ATM and I would pay him in cash. Right. Not earmark the check. We don't discriminate. Cocaine. Anyone can be a drug dealer. We don't discriminate on age, race, creed, or gender. Here. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Cover your butt. Anyone can be a drug dealer. That's right. So I would not pay the drug dealer with any sort of traceable transaction. Right. You'd think, right? And this and guy has a government job. Certainly if I job. was hiring a sex worker, I wouldn't pay, like... Right. And this guy, Joel Greenberg, has a government job handling state funds. No! That's his profession. No! He's an idiot! Yes. I know. Oh, he's so... Oh, my Wait, God. it gets better. This is... Oh, it gets better. Is, Everything that's wrong with America. So the letter which the Daily Beast recently obtained uh, was written after Greenberg, who's under federal indictment, asked Roger Stone to help him secure a pardon from the president at that time. A series of private messages started in late 2020, also recently obtained by the Daily Beast, shows a number of exchanges between Greenberg and Stone conducted over encrypted message app signal with communications set to disappear. However, Greenberg appears to have taken screenshots of a number of their conversations. <laughs> he's not an idiot. <laughs> um, <laughs> so here's one what of the mess. Freaking idiot. So, so we uh, the, we obtained these screenshots, and here's one of them. And I actually have the photos if you want to post oh them to the website. Oh my god, this is. If I get, and this is from Joel to Roger Stone. Okay. If I get you 250k in Bitcoin, would that help, what? or is this not a financial matter, Greenberg? Greenberg wrote to Stone on one occasion. So it was like, can I pay for my verdict, basically? Yeah. My pardon? $250,000 for a pardon. Yeah. Because that's how justice works. Right. For the rich. In that organization, maybe. For the rich. Yeah. That's how it works. Stone replied, I understand all this and have taken it into consideration. I will know more in the next 24 hours. I cannot push too hard because of the nonsense surrounding pardons. Unquote. Um, another one from Stone to Joel. I yeah, hope you the are... nonsense that he was himself pardoned. Yeah. <laughs> um, Stone wrote back, I hope you are prepared to wire me $250,000 because I'm feeling confident. And this was written on January 13th so of this year. So they both need to get arrested, not even for, like, the sex stuff, yes, because we need to crack down on the yeah. abuse of women and minors and people. But this is literally like, this is, this is bribery. Yeah. This is bribing a public official. Yeah. Yeah. I know. 250000 that's like, wow. This is 
So here's some more screenshots of the text messages the idiot kept and got leaked. Uh, private text messages to Roger Stone from Joel Greenberg described activities with Matt Gates, um, and he's referring to Matt, the congressman, by his initials MG. Quote, my lawyers that I fired know the whole story about MG's involvement. And this was written on December 21st of last year. They know, they know they paid, excuse me, they know he paid me to pay the girls and that he and I both had sex with a girl who was underage, unquote. <laughs> yeah, dude. He just, he's such an idiot. He just, he uses encrypted, like, uh, what's that stupid app called? Where Snapchat. Yeah. So it's basically Snapchat for text messages to cover your ass. And yet he took screenshots of them. Oh my. Gosh. And saved them. So it's like freaking idiot. He not only just showed up to his own execution, he brought the gun and the shovel to dig his own grave. Pretty much. Yep. It's, uh, it 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 baffled me. <laughs> not- what is like just the level of stupidity? Yeah. It's either stupidity or completely tone deaf and like you've never had to to face up for any sort of mistake in your life before. Right. So this is the first time you're doing this as an adult person and you've been rich and entitled your whole life and this is how you deal with mistakes, apparently. Yeah. And these are the people in charge of our government. I can't believe he has a... Fi- has he been fired from his job? I don't know. I have... I'll dig some more, maybe I mean, do an update next the time. The fact that record. he was willing to bribe a public official means that he himself is willing to take bribes and should yep. never have any sort of financial position in any form of government. Yeah. I'll like, have- if he got convicted on this, he wouldn't even be allowed to be, like, a CEO of a company that had any control over finances. Right, right. Federal charges are serious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll do some digging around and see what the updates are. And then on next time we record, I'll, yeah, I'll this talk is, about it. I haven't heard of this. This is, so, you haven't heard of this? No. Cause like, I'm oh, yeah, living, right. I, forget. I, forget. I live under a rock to right. protect right. my brain. I know you do. <laughs> um, this is incredible though. I'm obsessed with how stupid this guy is. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Like, if this, this has got to Oh my God, this has got to be a movie with like, you know, Will Forte. Yes. He would be perfect. Yes. Like this guy yes. in a movie? He would. <laughs> he MacGruber. Plays, he plays off that like, thinks he's really smart and talks yes. really fast. Yes. He's like, great. He, he would be perfect in this movie. Yes. He would. Oh my God. He would be. We should. We should. God, I wish we had money to make our own I movies. I know. They'd be so funny. I know. So if anybody out there wants to write this movie and produce it. You can do it as long as you cast Will Forte. Yes, this guy, and we get ten percent. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so let's see. Uh, basically, Matt Gates uh, commented on this briefly in a news conference when this first broke out earlier this spring, and said, um, "I've never paid for sex. Does it look like I have to pay for sex?" <gasps> Gross. And this guy's married, by the way. Gross. Yes, and. And um, the Joel Greenberg, his friend, was like, in defense of his buddy Matt, was like, we didn't know she was 17. She lied about her age. We thought she was 19. <laughs> this is 
Like it's writing. This movie is writing itself. Uh-huh. Like Matt Gates saying, I've never paid for sex. And like, yeah, and even if we did, she lied about her age. Yes. <laughs> like, just shut up. Yes. Just keep your mouth closed. And uh, Greenberg said, once we found out she was underage, we, we cut off all contact. And then <laughs> five months after her 18th birthday, we got, we reestablished contact. <laughs> in defense of himself this guy is ah oh, gross i am obsessed with him and this guy is icky too like wait till you see a picture it's oh. icky so um gates sent greenberg 900 dollars in two venmo transactions one titled test and the other titled hit up blank which is the girl's name oh uh-huh gross 900 is he married at this point Matt Gates, yeah, is, and has been for a long time. So yeah, he's habitually cheating on his wife with sex, underage sex workers. Yeah, all. <laughs> so in a confession letter, Greenberg also admitted he facilitated Gates' interactions with college students, college students, and paid them on his behalf. All quote: All the girls were in college and post college, and it was not uncommon for either myself or the congressman. congressman to help any one of these girls financially, whether it was a car payment, a flight home to see their family, Why? or something as simple as helping them pay a speeding ticket. Why would you be financially supporting college girls? Why are you hanging out with college <laughs> girls? You sick mother effers. What? You guys are like, like 40. What the fuck? This his defense. Is like, we're just taking care of them. Yes. God, yes. he, and this guy admitted he's recruiting college girls to go sleep with the congressman. That's what he said. Is, oh, my God. I cannot get over how dumb this guy is. Fucking dear Lord. <laughs> no, it's so icky. But. I know. So the Daily Beast identified more than 150 Venmo payments <gasps> from Greenberg to women, as well as a 70 additional uh, payments on the cash app that were generally between three and five hundred dollars some exceeded a thousand and Jeez, this is over 200 transactions yeah so the daily beast also talked to 12 how, what's the time like how long is this going on for a couple years it doesn't say oh. it doesn't say i don't know so like basically any trip where matt gates got to skip off and go I somewhere guess. this is what happened i guess well even it happened in his home state, too, I guess, unfortunately. Um, the Daily Beast also talked to 12 of more than the f- more than 40 different women who received money. And they all said they understood Greenberg was paying them at least in part for sex. So Greenberg, a disgraced local politician in Florida, currently faces a sweeping 33-count indictment that ranges from stalking to sex trafficking. Wow. Yeah. So has he been arrested and like he's being held or on bail I, or something? Yeah, he got arrested. So what happened with Matt Gates? Has he been faced? I No, that would be headline news if he got arrested. I don't think he's been arrested, but I haven't. Um, this is an article I saved a long time ago okay. and forgot to bring so in. You, yeah, so, so we need an update This on is this. probably like six months old, okay. so I don't know what the latest is, but wow. we'll do an update. Oh my gosh. This so staggering... Gates acknowledges the existence of the investigation, but he denies having sex with an underage teen. But at, pun- at some point, Greenberg began to cooperate with investigators, a development his lawyer yeah, has suggested. Too, after 33 indictments yeah. from the federal government, including sex trafficking? Yeah. 
I would be too. So Matt Gates's lawyer said um, about the his friend cooperating with authorities, saying this poses a serious problem for Matt Gates. His own lawyer said that to a, in a news oh conference. My gosh, this is so <laughs> juicy and delicious. That isn't it great? I hope they get nailed to the floor on this. How can they not? All the evidence is right here. Yeah. If he if Gates hasn't been indicted yet, they're just waiting till they have a rock solid case because he could push is as soon as charges are filed, he can either petition to have um, an ex like a, an extension so he and his legal team have enough time to like defend themselves, or he could push to have it tried immediately, which means the state would have to have all their shit in order. Right. So they're not going to file charges on him specifically until they are sure they've got everything and have a rock solid case. Right. So basically, uh, Greenberg and, and Matt Gates were, were best friends like you and I. And when this all came out, Gates is like, just like Greenberg. you and I. <laughs> <laughs> Close, you know, like yes. they did everything together, went on trips together. They were just like, you know. You know, all those times that we've solicited college men yes. for, for sex through Exactly. <laughs> More like pretended. More like, like stocked Bucky the beaver for his beaver nuggets in Texas. Yes. God, we could, that couldn't be further from the truth. Remember that one time we pretended we were lesbians so that old guy would leave us alone yes. at the bar? And he was like, I knew it, right? He was a local, right? And you had yeah. kind of seen him. Yeah. And you're like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to dance. This is my girlfriend. And he's like, I knew you were a lesbian to you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then he was like, my sister's a lesbian or something, and right? And like, she is, was going to get married or something. Yeah. And you're like, that's so great. Fight for the cause, yeah. man. <laughs> Dude, that was so funny. <laughs> that was hilarious. Remember the time I was a little bit drunk and dancing at a club and you convinced me to get off the dance floor because you saw a guy creeping up on me but your yeah. your way of convincing me was you said Bill Gates was there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I got all excited because I wanted to meet Bill yes. Gates because that's yes. the type of yes I do you remember that like someone like super like, like I know. You weren't like, Dave Grohl's here, Rachel. Yeah. You're yeah. like, Bill Gates. <laughs> yeah. Because I didn't want to like be rude to the other guy because I'm just, that's just not me. And so I wanted to make it believable. Like, Bill Gates. <laughs> yeah. I, I ran off that floor be so fast. Because I had to get close enough to you for you to hear me, at, but he could hear me too because right. he was that close. You know what I mean? So I was trying to think of something that was nice, a nice way of. <laughs> like, yeah. Instead of being like, creepy guy, 10 o'clock. You know what I mean? <laughs> Although, yeah, you could have said that. This was like a good 10. This is before Me Too, when we were still conditioned to believe that we had to right. be polite, even if we were uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me of our trip to Idaho. At oh, the my hotel God. on the yeah, water. I can't. Well, let's yeah, yeah. Not even I know. It. I know. <laughs> let's not even get into that. Okay. Okay. So speaking of creepers, oh, my one story I just remembered about. Dun da da da. R. Kelly found guilty of racketeering and sex trafficking. Yay! Way to go, jury! 
so which had seven men on it right uh, yeah I didn't know that until recently so this I think this was the very first story we ever talked about on our was podcast. it yeah on our very first episode this is the very first story you ever talked about because you had just watched the surviving Kelly. oh yeah that's right and I had never, like, because I wasn't into R&B, so I had never really even followed him or his career or even had, like, paid attention right. to it. Right. So we have been following this story for three years now. We started this three years ago? I think we started, well, no, Are wait. you serious? 2000, no, we started this to 2019. I didn't even realize it's been that long. Yeah, so two years. So R. Kelly. Way to go us. <laughs> after So I'm reading from um, NPR. And this was their report from September 27th. So the day it happened. After more than 25 years of accusations and a federal court trial in New York that lasted seven weeks, R&B singer R. Kelly has been found guilty of charges including sexual exploitation of a child, bribery, racketeering, sex trafficking, involving five victims. Kelly faces a possible sentence of 10 years to life in prison. So Kelly sat absolutely still as the four-person gave the jury's verdict to Judge Ann Donnelly. 14 alleged underlying acts were associated with the racketeering charge. The jury found that the government had proved 12 of those acts, which involved five victims. The singer Aaliyah... So her family's getting some justice there. Thank God. As well as a woman named Stephanie, Jerhoda Pace, Jane, and Faith. Two acts associated with an alleged victim named Sonia were not proved. Most alleged victims went by their first names or pseudonyms. The government needed proof of only two of the racketeering acts for a guilty charge. Federal prosecutors in the Eastern District of New York successfully proved to a jury of seven men and five women that Kelly had been the head of a criminal enterprise mm-hmm. whose purpose was to lure girls, boys, and women to the R&B singer for his sexual gratification. Gross, dude. So I am so excited about this. And also, he's still facing outstanding criminal charges in Cook County, Illinois, and, and Minnesota. Yes. 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 The one in Illinois, I think, is child pornography charges. Yes. Because the first case, it was child pornography 10 years ago. And he got uh, acquitted. Yep. And you know he expected to get acquitted Mm -hmm. again. Yeah. And and his whole team did. So not only um, is he found guilty of these, now once he's sentenced, once the sentencing process is over, which usually the judge will take even a couple months to deliberate the sentence... Does, is this where the jury has to decide the sentence or the judge does? No, the jury finds the person guilty, not guilty, or they call a mistrial because right. there's not enough evidence or And there whatever. was like eight counts, and he's guilty on all counts. He, every count they brought against him, the jury found him guilty on Except all. Except for the two, uh, the two racketeering things that they couldn't prove. Oh. So four, uh, 14, like they said, 14 of the... Not racketeering. 14 of the acts were he was accused of and 12 were proved, like beyond a reasonable doubt. Right, but are those the counts against him? No, those are just... So yeah, yes, he was. he's found guilty of all the charges. Yeah. And that's hard to do. 
Yeah, because usually it's like, okay, we don't have enough. The jury's not convinced there's enough evidence to prove bribery right. but for child trafficking. Right. Yes. Yeah. Right. So yeah. he. Um, so now after the sentencing, he'll be sentenced to prison in New York. But then Illinois and Minnesota can demand that he get extradited to their states to face charges in their states. Yep. And then once he finishes his. 10 to 35 or life sentence in New York. He's never getting out of jail. He goes and serves in Chicago and then he goes and serves in Minnesota. He's going to die in jail. He is. I hope so. He is. He, I mean, think about it. 10 years is the minimum and life is the max. You know, they're going to go for the max because he was guilty on all counts. Yeah. And then even if they, let's say, be nice and give him 15 to 20 years, he's 54, I believe, 55. Mm Mm-hmm. Think about all the years he's going to get in the other states because you know they're going to convict him. So what happens with the sentencing process is this is the part of the judicial system where like victims can give their impact statement and victims' families can give their impact statement. Um, So the judge sits and listens to all of that or reads all the letters and Kelly has to sit in the courtroom and listen to all of those. Yep. And then the judge also looks at things like you know, um, uh, like let's say, um, like Larry, Larry Nasser, yeah. the monster who abused all those gymnasts, he wrote this like really demeaning and insulting letter to the judge as oh. like, I was a victim, like really like, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's in the HBO doc or one of the documentaries I watched. And the judge was like, like as part of her sentencing decision as far as how hard she was going to come down on him she was like this letter that you wrote to me just shows that you are unrepentant and deserve the max sentence so like anything anything that has to do with his contrition his apology like if he had given public apologies or whatever like all of that the judge considers gotcha that's why the sentencing process on cases like this can take so long okay so he's sitting in jail waiting for a sentence and my guess is the judge is going to give him life i think so too and then so then that'll go into effect and then the next process then then the next um jurisdiction can try to get him extradited do you remember, I don't know how long ago it was, but I think last year, Gail King interviewed R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Do you remember see that? And he stood up and screamed and swung his arms and she was yeah. like, still like frozen. Like, it seemed like he might hit her. Do you remember yeah, that? I, yeah. So earlier before that interview, Gail King interviewed the two girlfriends he currently was in a relationship with. And they were like, we, he's all, this is a lie. We love him. And their parents were trying to get them home and saying that they're trapped well, one of those girls that was in that interview is now, I saw an article today saying that she was coached on what to say for the Gail King oh, interview. And, yeah. But I thought, I wondered if those girls are going to stick by him or if they're going to be like, I wondered what they were going to do. If, if they were involved in any sort of like the recruiting of girls and stuff, they could be facing their own charges. So they want to be smart, smart. Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised to see that because I thought they were so brainwashed that even this wouldn't change their mind. Yeah. But thank God one of them is just yeah. smart. God. Oh, yeah. And he threw a fit because they couldn't have conjugal visits in prison yeah. or something. Yes. Yes. Like, yeah. who do you- With both of them at the same time. That's what, what he was throwing a fit about. What? Why can't I see both of them at the same time? Oh, God. Who 
do you think that's what that the problem was oh my god why can't i have sex with two girls at the same time while i'm in prison so didn't wait didn't he like have a compound or didn't he have some time in florida too r kelly or am i just thinking of what do you mean time like didn't he take people to florida too because I was thinking if the state of Florida wants to jump on this, then I he think that's and Matt Jeffrey Gates. Epstein. Okay. But he did have um, some houses in different states, yeah. but I don't think Florida was one of them. No. I think that's Epstein. Okay. Cause I was it's like, hard to confuse all them predators. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They all just start to jumble together in my mind. Sad, but true. Um, so maybe him and Matt Gates could be like, buddies <laughs> so they could have a new they could have a trio instead of a duo <laughs> oh, oh dude i am sweet so Justin. i text you when i saw I the know, headline i, I was know. like oh my god oh my god when I, I saw it on instagram because i follow npr and instagram i saw it that day and i literally like shouted yes I was <laughs> me so too excited my <laughs> Me too. People in my house were like, what's wrong? You're like, R. Kelly <laughs> got convicted on all charges. That was I, like the real, the getter was I am all charges. so relieved for his victims and the families of his victims. And I'm so relieved for the family of Aaliyah that they finally have some justice. Because this has been like, what, over 20 years? More than that. Yeah. I was like 11 or 12 when Aaliyah was popular. And then she died shortly after that. So, yeah, Plane this crash. has been like 30 years in the making. Yeah. She was 15. When he married her. Yeah. And he... he, he uh, Falsified documents. Yep. Bribed a, a public official. Yeah. Had his bodyguard lie and say yes. Man, you think Matt Gates and his little dum-dum would have been smarter. <laughs> I just thought of those suckers. The dum-dum. <laughs> <Dum-dum-dum. laughs> oh, I'm so How exciting. Funny. But think about... All that it, how many years it took and all, like how many documentaries, not just the surviving R. Kelly, but there's been two or three other documentaries, uh, follow-up documentaries. there's been another, there was a full trial, a criminal trial. Yes, Yes. where they had video uh in the court of him with a 13-year-old girl. And he skated by. And peeing on her. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. It's horrifying. And because, the only reason why he he got... um, what was it called? Wasn't he buddies with all the cops and stuff in Chicago? Weren't they like... Maybe. I don't remember that part. I think in the documentary, they were like, yeah, he used to kind of pay them off, really. Yeah. And the only reason why he got acquitted in the trial in, I think, 2007 or eight, uh, was because the 13-year-old girl didn't want to come into the courtroom in front of him and testify because she was too scared. Isn't this- And he had offered to pay $100,000 to her parents if if they kept her out of the courtroom but it all came down to she was too scared to testify in front of him because she was a little girl it's horrifying that a child would be forced to to sit in front of her abuser and her rapist and testify like a video testimony yeah should be sufficient for a minor or a written testimony right that should be sufficient. Or close doors between the judge and, and the minor. Yeah, or you know? like block yeah. him, like put a screen in front of yes. him so she yes. doesn't have to look yeah. at his fucking face. Yeah. Like it's horrifying that we subject victims yes. to re- to trauma repeatedly. Because yes. every time you go to the police station, you have to retell your story. Every time a lawyer interviews you, you have to tell the story. It's just like trauma after trauma after trauma. You're re-traumatizing you. It's and, and the horrifying. rape kits. It's like getting Ugh. violated all over again yeah. for women. Yeah. It's horrifying that victims have to 
victims of this type of crime specifically, I think is really dehumanizing Very. and inhumane. Agreed. I mean, even like I have a hard enough time even just seeing the people who victimized me and my family financially. Yeah. Like sometimes it sends me into full blown panic attacks because they live in the same fucking community as us. Right. That's hard enough. And that was a financial crime. And yeah, like purse, like they totally betrayed my family and stole hundreds of thousands of dollars and a business. And like, my my safety was not violated. My person was not violated. Right. My children weren't harmed. Like that wasn't. It was a financial crime, and yeah. that's hard enough for me. Right. Like the thought of one of the reasons we dropped the lawsuit was because they was like, I can't, I can't be around them. Like I would have to take it to court and like testify in front of this, these yeah. pieces of shit. Yeah. People who every time I see them, I have to take a Xanax. Yeah. And imagine if it was like this type of violation. Yeah. It's horrific. And you're a grown about. woman. I'm a grown woman who understands how fragile my mental health is. Right. Imagine a child. It's just sad that our justice system, that it only took a minor not feeling comfortable enough to testify mm-hmm. for it, him to be acquitted, even yeah. though they had a video as evidence yeah. and they showed it in the courtroom. It's, yeah. What it's, the fuck? It's horrifying. But thank God, though, even though it took a million years, <sighs> I finally. Know. I know. I'm so, like, it makes me, it makes me weepy that these people ha- have justice and that people finally believe them. Yeah. And that and he is going to spend the rest of his life in jail. Right. Thank God. Yeah, I believe he'll die in jail. Yeah. I have no doubt about that. I don't that. think he's going to last long in jail, honestly. No. That's true, huh? I just, it's not, I mean, the prison system itself is a fucking fucking nightmare and insane yeah but people like r kelly don't do well in prison no because most people are there for like drug offenses honestly if we're talking about it for petty crimes and drug offenses they're not there because they systematically groomed raped and abused dozens of women and children Right. right so and think about out of the hundreds, possibly thousands of girls that he did this to, because we don't know everybody. Not everybody has came forward. Oh, my God. I there, forgot about the herpes, too. He put, he refused to wear condoms, remember? Oh, that's right. That's right. <sighs> um, there's likely, out of the different states he'll probably be in prison in, there's likely going to be a relative or a friend of some girl that he screwed you, over. Especially in Chicago. In prison, right. he was grooming kids from that neighborhood. Right. There's likely to be someone that's a relative or a good friend of someone's family that's just going to give it to him. I just, I am so happy that justice actually yes. prevailed in this case. Agreed. Long time coming and should have happened 25 years ago. Yes. But thank God this happened. Yes. Hooray. Yay. Goodbye. <laughs> so that was my, my one story I want to talk about. Good job, Rachel. Okay. So our next story, I'm just going to touch on the next two stories really quickly. Um, <laughs> this one is from the Huffington Post, and the title is, Alex Jones loses third Sandy Hook lawsuit. <gasps> I heard about this. <laughs> Yay. There's no info. There's no war. <laughs> <laughs> 
So if you don't know who Alex Jones is, he uh, used to be a radio host and his show was called InfoWars. Um, and he was on, I forget, many, probably different radio stations. I remember a friend of mine listened to him um, and he'd be on YouTube and stuff like that. He was a big guy, very conservative um, very right wing, very much conspiracy theorist, and he loved to sell people stuff like dude wipes, taint wipes for Wasn't your he taint. Like vitamin guy too. Or yeah, like, he, he would sell vitamins, all like, survival stuff. Yeah, uh, protein powders, whatever it would be. To he's like, if you want to keep my show alive, so I can keep telling you guys the truth, the, truth. the main media isn't telling you. You got to buy this stuff, taint wipes. Seriously, <laughs> he sold wipes for your taint because the regular wipe isn't gonna cut it like it's just skin i and bacteria i know i (laughs) i don't know but a baby wipe would be sufficient (laughs) any wipe any wipe (laughs) a leaf would be sufficient water on a washcloth (laughs) yeah so the infowars conspiracy theorist alex jones has lost his third lawsuit brought by a parent of a child who died in the sandy hook school elementary shooting one day after he lost two other Sandy Hook cases. And Yay. there's five more pending against him. Oh, yeah. So he peddled lots of conspiracy theories. <clears throat> one of them being that Sandy, the Sandy Hook shooting where, uh, I don't know, 12 elementary school children died? More than that? It was 26 people died and 20 of them were children. Okay, thank you including for correcting the me. Including the shooter um, ended up killing themselves, I believe. And, and that's and in Connecticut, right? I think so. It's in it's in New England. It's on the East Coast above. Yeah, it's like up there. Um, The shooter was a mentally disturbed young man who his mom had guns in the home and he was angry with his mom who worked at this elementary school. Oh, I didn't know that. I think I think he was angry. And so he brought the weapons to the school, killed his mom. But he was not a student. He he was was a grown man living at home with his mom who, uh, yeah, he's very disturbed. Right. And, yeah, 20 children and six adults, including himself. Yeah, died. like like small children. Like kindergarten. It was like a full kindergarten class, I think. Yeah. So he came out saying, I've watched new, the main media coverage on this, and there's glitches in the system, like they're using a green screen, and they – he literally quote they use crisis actors mm-hmm. as some of the parents saying oh my child died i blah mm-hmm. blah blah and he quoted one of the parents saying that i ha- this you know when he rebuffed alex jones conspiracy saying it's not a conspiracy this really happened i held my child who had a bullet hole in his head his 6 year old child or something like that uh, and alex is like uh reiterating that and and quoting this guy and making fun of him like yeah okay crisis actor sure you did just over and over again for years saying that sandy hook was not legitimate that it was paid for by whatever liberal left-wing yada yada george soros yes it's just an excuse to take your guns away it's not it's not real. It didn't really happen. And then he went on to say the Aurora High School and the Columbine and all the school shootings were crisis actors. And the one recently in Florida. Um, the nightclub the, one? Uh, no, it was, I think, a high school oh, a couple yeah. years ago. Yeah. Or a year ago. Yeah. And the kids, like, uh, 
mounted up and started mm-hmm. doing protests. And yeah, and Marjorie Taylor Greene was like stalking yes. and harassing yes. one of those kids. Yes. Yeah. So he was promoting this um, and saying all this, and and he had a large following. Alex mm-hmm. Jones did yeah. huge, large following of listeners, yes. not just right wing conspiracy theorists, but a lot of the conservative people listened to him. I remember a lot of people from our old church listened to him. Mm-hmm. I have family members that listened to him. And, and um, I think he was kind of one of those people who started out not quite as crazy, but once you start going down the rabbit hole of conspiracy theories, right? which again, conspiracy theories are legit. Like there are conspiracies yes. that have happened. Yes. But conspiracy theorists, that term has come to mean like people who don't believe in really sort of any provable reality. Right, right. So a, a lot of his followers and listeners of the program started contacting these parents and harassing them mm-hmm. via email, phone calls, text messages, I'm showed sure up at their door. They got death threats. Yeah. Yes, via mail. And this one parent had to move like three or four times. Oh and other parents have had to do the same thing because people would harass them and, and give and death threats. Yeah. I mean, calling them crisis actors and, and it's like, acting this like is my child's birth certificate. This is my child's death certificate. Right. And these are all the childhood photos of my child. Right. And guess what? There's no more after right. at the age of six. Yes. Like, and I, how, what more do I have to do to you? Right. Do you need to see my wife's stretch marks? Right. Like what? Yeah. But that that's the problem is no matter what evidence you put in front of people who are down this rabbit hole they it doesn't they can explain right. it away they can right rationalize it away right it was just like the reaction uh, on january 6 the capitol hill riots those mm-hmm. people but they took it out on these parents and i i don't have kids uh, but i have nieces that i love dearly and so i can't even imagine what kind of love you have for your own child but i think in my opinion that the most painful thing in this world that you can experience is the death of a child. I can't think of anything more painful, honestly. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that there would be. So in the midst of this pain, thousands of of strangers are coming against you and serving death death threats and harassing you and forcing you to move when you're just trying to grieve and function losing mm-hmm. your child. It it just it, he created this wave of just this horrible situation for people that were already in a devastating scenario. And, um, and so I, I, just for a second, I don't want to give this Alex Jones guy any credence, but I just wanted to play a quick video from a tweet from media matters, just a couple seconds of the kind of stuff that Alex Jones would say in case you don't know who he is. So you, you hear it firsthand how nuts and horrible this guy is. Sandy Hook is a synthetic, completely fake, with actors, in my view, manufactured. I couldn't believe it at first. People just instinctively know that there's a lot of fraud going on. Uh, But it took me about (laughs) a year with Sandy Hook to come to grips with the fact that the whole thing is fake. It's an inside job in what, the school? Like it's... (laughs) Yeah. What? I know that was hard to hear, That's but there are some people that don't know who he is or, or there's a lot of people that don't listen to Fox News or uh, people 
like don't like you and I don't really listen to that no but I'm exposed to it because of some of my family members and so there's people that have never even heard people talk like that and so yeah it's good to you know inform yourself on where so many people in our country are coming from Mm -hmm. why they're acting so radical and nuts because of what they're being fed and believing yeah because it's not that they're just all nuts it's it's what they're believing it's just been like a generational kind of brainwashing almost like a rabbit a generational rabbit hole that a huge chunk of people have gone down yeah and um it is it's upsetting for people who then are harassed or victimized by these people and it's upsetting for these people themselves that it's it's scary to me that no sort of like physical evidence is enough. Right. Um, it's funny you brought that up because I actually downloaded um, an audiobook that I've been slowly listening to because it is a little dry. Um, but it is called Escaping the Rabbit Hole. Hold on. Escaping the Rabbit Hole, How to Debunk Conspiracy Theories Using Facts, Logic, and Respect. And it's written by a man named Mick West. And he's actually the guy who created the Tony Hawk video game. Okay. So he made just a shit ton of money on the Tony Hawk video game. And then he, I think he sold it and has retired. And he just spends his time debunking conspiracy theories. That's awesome. Yeah, but he does it in a way, and the whole book is like, how do you talk to someone in your family or a friend who's down this rabbit hole and cannot be argued out of it? Like, what do you do when you're in this situation? A lot of those people are looking for an argument. They want a debate to prove they're right. Yeah, because that's the whole thing. So it's been, like I said, it's a little dry, but it's a worthwhile book, I think. so again, it's called Escaping the Rabbit Hole. Um, that sounds good. Yeah. I think people need tools like that. Because mm-hmm. it again, seems impossible. Like arguing doesn't... Makes it worse. Yeah, it makes it worse because it makes them dig in their heels. And yep. that's why one of the taglines is with respect, too. Because it is hard to respect people who are acting this way. <sighs> yeah. It's really hard, but they are human and... They are worthwhile. Yeah. <laughs> and we need to do our best to, you know, fight for them, even if they don't know that they need. Because they're and, misinformed. Yeah. They don't know they're misinformed, yeah. but they are. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I and I actually the article I read about that said the reason he lost his lawsuits, they was by default because he refused the judge's order to turn any discovery over. Yeah, documents. he re- just refused, and the judge was like, "This is blatantly disrespectful of the courts." Like he just because he it. had no evidence, right? He had none. So what is he going to turn over? Even though he said in many of his oh, yeah. posts, "I got evidence, I got proof." You should see the amount of research I'd done, the documents right. I have. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. What's your second story to? So touch on really quick. It is from NBC News, and um, the title is One Nation Overdosed, 
and it's about treating uh, people that are trying to overcome addiction. Mm-hmm. And this is sounds crazy, but I also watched a video, an interview about it, and it's a legit thing. Deep brain stimulation may ease opioid addiction when all other treatments fail. I they heard do about this. Brain surgery. Didn't the guy have something implanted yes. in his brain? They have like two um, electrical stimulant. I don't want to say rods or wires. That's not the right. Little nodes or something in their in their brain, but it's connected to um, a pacemaker Uh that's put in their chest somewhere. And what it does is because when when you do drugs and a a large amount, because you know our bodies become immune, not immune, but but they develop they build um, tolerance. Thank you, tolerance. And your brain rewires too. Right. So they build a tolerance, and so you have to take more and more and more to get the same high, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it be alcohol or drugs or whatever. Even sugar is that way. Yeah. And so when you keep taking more and more over a prolonged period of time, all that good feeling, the dopamine and the serotonin and the norepinephrine, all those feel-good chemicals are over-flooding your brain and, like, making this big crevasse. Like, think of a lake when a lake floods. It's it needs and so to, so when you stop taking that drug then you but you still need that amount of stimuli to to get those chemicals in your brain to make you feel good so now when you're sober you you feel numb like flatline like nothing mm-hmm. you just feel like a zombie um because you're not n- nothing you can do can naturally stimulate those chemicals in your brain to make you feel good or have emotional reaction or find something funny all all that all that's gone Mm -hmm. and it's it there's it's like a huge crater in your brain that you can't fill anymore without a a synthetic substance Mm -hmm. and um that's why a lot of people relapse because you feel like you've had a a lobotomy that's how you feel and it's it's horrible and it's depressing and it makes life really difficult, and um, it your your brain physically changes yeah. when when you do that to yourself. And a lot of people don't know that. And um, That's and why so it's so maddening when it's like, can't you just quit? Yeah, like yeah. Not really. And that's why a lot of people that struggle with drug and alcohol addiction commit suicide mm-hmm. because they're tired of the fight. Yeah. They, they just, they can't do it anymore and they feel hopeless. Yeah. So anyways, this new brain surgery, and those sounds crazy and extreme, um, that they, they implant tiny little things that stimulate the dopamine, the mm-hmm. reward center in your brain. So it can regulate the way you feel. And they woke up this, uh, there's only been three people that have actually done it in the U.S. And they filmed the third person during brain surgery, they mm-hmm. woke him up after they implanted while his brain's still open mm-hmm. and said, how do you feel? Even though he was super groggy and he's like, I feel good. And they put pictures of heroin and people doing heroin and needles and stuff like that in front of them. And they're like, on a scale from one to 10, what, what kind of craving are you having? How, how good does that look? You know, are you desiring that? And normally it'd be like a 12 on a scale from a one to 10. And he's like, eh, a three, I feel happy. I don't really need it. I feel good. And that's mm-hmm. when he just woke up in the middle of surgery. Right. And so now he's living in a, a sober living house and he's been sober for the longest time in years. I guess this guy's been doing drugs Was since he's 14. Was this a really young guy? Uh, he I was think like he, only 27 or something. Yeah. Right? I was going to say late 20s. Yeah. But he's been doing drugs for like 15 yeah. years. 
more than half his life and had done multiple rehabs yes yeah and nothing worked he kept relapsing Mm -hmm. and so he's been sober i think for two or three months which is the longest he's ever been sober in his life and he said i feel good like i i feel happy i feel fulfilled content Mm -hmm. um i don't feel the need to to go do that to make myself feel better or to, to numb my pain or whatever. Like or it's working for me. Or even just wake up my brain so I can like function without a brain fog. Right, right. Yeah. And the other guy that's living in the house um, has been sober now for two years. He was the very first in the United wow. States to get it done. So it's really encouraging, even though a lot of people would be like, brain surgery, implants, what? Right. But you don't understand unless you've been through it how much it sucks to feel like I don't know how to explain like a robot like things you used to think are funny aren't um you're just different yeah I don't know how to explain it you just feel empty yeah well your your brain has literally changed yeah people don't understand how elastic and like evolving the brain is through your whole life right and because it's not just through like childhood and young adulthood but your brain like you can like if you have a habit of always worrying about running out of gas (laughs) I know that's silly but like your brain then just kind of defaults to that worry Mm -hmm. and you actually have to take steps to like stop yourself thinking of that and they call it like re a new pathway, like a mm-hmm. new, neurological pathway. Yeah, yeah. Like you have to stop yourself and train your brain to think about something else rather than that worry. Right. And that's just an anxiety thing. That's not even like chemicals and substances that have physically changed your brain too. This is just like how our brains get used to functioning. Right. And then, um, like that thing, I think I told you about this, how I was listening to a brain scientist recently, and they're just now discovering what happens to our brains when we sleep. Yes. And yes. And when you're in a deep state of sleep, your brain literally like shrinks and squeezes out like toxins. Didn't you say it shrinks by like 30% or some 60, crazy amount? Like it shrinks down to 60% of its normal size. So 40% Almost shrinkage. half its size during sleep. That's crazy. And like rings almost like a sponge just like rings out the dirty water and sends it into your bloodstream to get cycled out and cleaned out and as someone who has anxiety and that's had hormonal imbalances through adrenal fatigue that make it really hard to sleep I know how crazy I feel if I don't get enough sleep and I know like with addiction sleep sometimes doesn't happen depending on what type of stimulant you're on right or your sleep is disrupted by your substance abuse or your sleep is dependent on your substance abuse yeah but you're never truly getting that deep state of sleep so just imagine 20 years of your brain not being able to clean itself out right like that's got to do something to your brain and we're just discovering this so it makes total sense that your brain is literally different yeah so that's it is really encouraging. I saw that article a couple of weeks ago and I got really excited too because I was like, you know, this is literally life changing. Yes. For people. Yes. And it's it's just I feel like it's really validating. 
Agreed. You know what I mean? Like, yes. It's, you know, people. So many people are uneducated about this. And they also disregard it as like a personal moral failure. Yes. And it's like. But you deserve it. Look what you did to yourself. Yeah. And it's like, that's not really what it is because most of our issues stem from trying to cope usually with a trauma or abuse or combinations of stuff. Or just instinct because we the reward center is there mm-hmm. for a reason, yeah. for survival. And so when you find a way to stimulate your reward center, whether it's food, drugs, or alcohol, sex, whatever, yeah. exercise. And then your brain's like, hey, I really like this. Do yeah. it again. Do it again. Do it, do it again. again. Yes. Get more. Get more. Your yeah. body is telling you to do it again. So, yeah, the same people who look down and judge people for addiction issues are the same people who have the same issue is just in a different package. Yeah. Like they eat McDonald's every day or they, you know what I mean? It's just like. Have a million STDs because they can't control themselves. Right. It's yeah. just like, it's the same. We all struggle with the same thing. It's just a different wrapping. Mm-hmm. There's a stigma attached. Yeah. A huge stigma. Huge. And there shouldn't be. Yeah, it's sad. Um, so I saw, it's really exciting. Very exciting. Agreed. Um, so my last story, a lot of you out there, probably, I'm sure hundred percent of you is my guess. have heard about the Gabby Petito case of the last mm-hmm. two Month, weeks, three yeah. weeks, something like that. Um, and they're still looking for her fiance, boyfriend, Brian Laundry or whatever. Really quick. What do you think? Where do you think he is, if you had to guess? Because you know that he's been missing for two and a half weeks. Yeah. Do you think he's at that reserve that they've been searching for him? So, I, I, I'm of the opinion that he offed himself, and they just haven't found his body yet. Justin is convinced that he thinks he's smarter than everybody else <laughs> and is living off the land and, like, has made himself a little bunker. Do you remember that guy in Issaquah? A few years ago, who killed his wife and kid because he thought the end of the world was coming. No. He'd been building this crazy bunker, like, in the woods outside of Issaquah for years. No. And, like, had, like, it powered. And and so his wife was like, I'm not coming with you. The world's not ending. So he just killed his wife and his kid and then ran and was, like, living secretly in this bunker. Because he was convinced it was, like, a mercy act to kill yes. them or something? So, but he, like, he was on the run for, like, a, on the run. He was in the same place yeah. for a few months before they found him. And they actually found him because he was dumb enough to, like, post a selfie. Or they had found pictures in the house of, like, his... Like, him in front of the bunker and yes. an arrow pointing. No, and so, but it's, like, I mean, people think of Washington as just, like, Seattle in the rain. But Washington is mostly... Rural rural or completely uninhabited wild land mountainous yeah huge mountains yeah and so he um they had to like take the background image and like figure out what mountain was in the background and then they had to like triangulate based on where that mountain was and where the shadow like yeah and but they eventually found him using that Wow. But Justin's convinced he's kind of a guy like that who just okay. thinks he's smarter and better and is just like living off the land because he's got a outdoor experience and a survivalist and stuff. But I personally am <clears throat> of the opinion that he realized the jig is up and he just killed himself and we just haven't found his body. 
Okay. That's interesting. So me too. I'm, I, my first thought was that he killed himself and I was talking to my mother about it and I was like, I think he, he, you know, he, he realized the doors are closing in on him and he's not going to cooperate with the police mm-hmm. and he killed himself. And my mom looked at me and she said something like that. I was like, ding, she's so right. She goes, Lisa, someone that selfish that would not cooperate with police, him or his family mm-hmm. to find his dead fiance is too selfish to not keep living. He's yeah, alive. That's what Justin's was saying too he's alive and his family somehow helped him escape yeah they clearly did even though they're denying that and they have no idea where he is yeah it's frustrating yeah i i believe that they parked his car at that reserve to like a decoy to throw them off yeah but usually when the dogs aren't picking up his scent for a long time they'll move away they're not stupid they know about decoys and so I'm like, why are they still looking there? I mean, you know the dogs probably lost him scent, his scent weeks ago. They, they had to have because they had to go back to his house to get more articles, articles of clothing mm-hmm. for DNA for the autopsy and for the dogs right. for scent. And so I really think they planned it out. And I was listening to an episode of Crime Junkie, and they, they touched on this case really quickly. And um, they said that uh, Gabby... Gabby or Brian's phone, I think it was Gabby, has some profile, some traveler app profile where it shows what location you're in. Like, hi, I'm in Paris. I'm yeah. in. And after, sometime after September 1st, Gabby's profile, whatever travel app this was, showed up in Puerto Rico. And they, I don't think they, they, they still haven't found Gabby's phone, apparently. Yeah. So I don't, I mean, that, that's a guess. I mean, why, why would her profile show up in Puerto right. Rico? They're in Florida. It's not like it's right the end of the world to There's get. There's a lot of places to escape from yeah. there. Yeah. It's not like if I were to try to get to Puerto Rico on the run from Washington. Right. This is Florida. It's right. I think it's literally just like a little pond Bo- jumper yeah. that can get you. Yeah. And like it's easy to pay off a pilot. Yep. It's not like you could catch a commercial flight because your passport or whatever would get flagged. But it'd be easy to pay off a pilot. Who can just fly you there? Or someone Florida. with a yacht or a boat yeah. or cargo yeah. or... So I didn't know the Puerto Rico piece, but yeah, he's he's on the run then. That's my guess because he's too selfish if he's like... Yeah. I, how could you not... And, and for his family to not help and not report her missing, not talk to the police, not... And not to answer yeah, any I questions. Saw that her family had been calling and texting him and her fa- and his family for like two weeks with no response. Yeah. Like, hey, where's Gabby? I know Brian's back in town, but where's Gabby? Right. Because they lived with Brian's parents. Yeah. They wouldn't help at all. Yeah. It was after that Gabby's parents couldn't get a hold of they, her that they reported her missing. They need to be indicted too. You think? Yeah. Aiding, aiding How could you be bed. so selfish? This beautiful little girl that that even though she's 21 or 22, she's still a child. She's not grown up. Yeah. And, and she's so precious. I mean, I'm sh- she just, how, and she lived with you. She was going to be your daughter-in-law. Like your daughter. How could you, you I, know? I just a certain personality and delusion that you're more important. I mean, your if your kids did that. I would turn my kid in. Or at least it would, help their parents somehow. It would break my heart, but I would turn my kid in. Yeah, not help them escape. 
Yeah, no. I'd be like, hey, yeah, come get in the car. I'll drive you to the airport. Yeah. And then just like <laughs> Lock the drop doors. him off in front of the, or her. Again, we don't discriminate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that him and his family went camping right after he got back. I don't know where Gabby is. Let's go camping. I wonder yeah. if they went camping to like hide things, to dig, put oh, things in the ground and sure. hide evidence. Or burn things. Because it looks really suspicious when you're burning things in your backyard in suburban Florida. But if you're burning things in a campground, it's not suspicious. True. Interesting. Yeah. Regardless. Oh, did you see that Dog the Bounty Hunter was knocking on his parents' door? Yeah. (laughs) Stephanie. Stephanie texted that to me. Get him, dog. (laughs) 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 Okay. So my last and final story Um. I wanted I thought I wanted to talk about Gabby but I also want to talk about someone lesser known that could use the help yeah because let's we talked about this before we started recording and we were both in agreement to this because not to take anything away from Gabby because she, no she deserves this media attention right but the fact of the matter is is there are countless women and of color indigenous women who are their families are going through the same thing and there is nothing being talked about it on the media um i have a couple of statistics here before you get into covering um your victim that you wanted to talk about so this is from black and missing um so Um, In 2020, there was 543,018 people reported missing in 2020. 59% are white, including Hispanic people, and 37% are minorities. But minorities only make up, okay, nearly 40% of missing persons are persons of color, yet African Americans make up only 13% of our population. Wow. So the fact that it's not an even split, it's not like 13% of all missing people are persons of color. Right. Is that they are um, targeted because of the disparities in this country. Right. Um, And so... There are thousands of families who are not getting the coverage that Gabby's family is thankfully getting, but these people deserve to be found, and they deserve the people who victimize them to be caught. Right. Yeah. Okay, so my article is from the Everett Herald, our local Herald newspaper, Um and the title of it is FBI offers $10,000 reward for info on missing to Lalip woman. So this girl, girl. So for those who are not from around here, Tulalip is a tribe of American Indians that live locally in Western Washington. They're one of the bigger tribes. They're about 20 minutes north of here, 30 minutes, something no, like south. that. South. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. South. So they're one of the bigger tribes. So Tulalip is actually like a nationality pretty much. They're part of the Tulalip nation yeah and there's a huge reservation mm-hmm. out there sorry thank you for that i just assume everybody knows not every, not everybody <laughs> lives on the west coast <laughs> so um when i saw this article as soon as i saw this 
lady's face, like she instantly looked familiar. And I've been thinking for days. Yeah, I've been thinking for days and I cannot place her face where I had seen her before. Yeah, it's like you swear you've you've seen that person before. Yes, I swear I've seen her. And And you know, I I used to work in Tulalip, the city of Tulalip. um, And, you know, we had because the... um, the tribe gets tax exempt status. Right. So we would actually get a lot of tribal members coming in and purchasing yeah. stuff with tax exempt status. Right. And, you know, I may have taken down her info and right. I know that the, yeah. So, um, so her name is Mary Johnson. Um, and she disappeared on November 25th, 2020. Uh, then she was 39 years old. So she was supposed to get a ride from Fire Trail Road, which runs through the reservation, mm-hmm. out to a friend's house near Oso, which is about 20 minutes from Darrington, 30 minutes. Yeah, so if you were to walk it, I'd say that's a good... 30 miles? Yeah, 30 at mile least. walk. Yeah. And a good 20, mi- 20 minute car ride minimum right. because the roads are windy. and Right. Yeah. And you have to get on, you don't have to, but you normally take the freeway yeah. north, a couple exits and yeah. Um, it would take a long time to walk there for sure. Take so, a couple days if you were not power walking. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Mary was out on the reservation. She, she's married, but she was having marital issues, and she was staying with friend to friend to friend, so she didn't have to stay mm-hmm. at, at the house yeah. with her husband. And so she was staying with a friend in Cedar Woolley, and then she got a ride back which to, is north of oso right okay um it's what about an hour or from mary's from Tulalip reservation to yeah, cedar woolly about would, an hour yeah, I would say. north so she got a ride back to the reservation in Tulalip um to the house that her and her husband shared to pick up some things and then she was supposed to meet a friend that lived near her to give her a ride to oso so um she was uh supposed to get a ride and there was some other guy that was at the house that she was supposed to get a ride from and he gets in the truck and they were like being impatient like hurry up and then I guess the friend that's supposed to give him a ride got upset that they were being impatient said forget it get out of my truck I'm not giving you a ride for whatever reason Mm -hmm. so her and this strange guy started walking down fire trail road um to I guess to their destination she texts a different friend that was supposed to pick her up at the church um, that agreed to pick her up at the, a church near uh, Fire Trail Road that wasn't too far from where she already was. And so she was walking there to meet him. And I guess the guy passed, that was supposed to get, pick her up at the church and give her a ride to Oso, passed her and saw that she was walking with another guy who she didn't know. They just happened to be walking together because they both needed a ride. And ended up passing her, saying, texting her as he's passing her, sorry, I only have room in my car for one. Um I can't thinking give you, they were together. Yeah, or I can't give yeah. you a ride. And um, she's like, "Well, I'm almost to the church, and this guy isn't with me. He just happens to be walking in the same direction, or whatever." Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. Um, and that text saying, "I'm almost to the church," was the last that anyone heard from her. Apparently, or, or that a friend like contacted uh, that she had contacted. So she apparently started hitchhiking is my guess from Marysville to Lalip reservation to Oso and Darrington. And mm-hmm. I used to hitchhike all the time from Stanwood to Darrington 
didn't matter what time it was. I was like 14 or 15, stupid teenager. Um, nothing ever happened to me, thank God. But there is a lot of truck drivers, and Darrington is a very rural, small logging town in the middle of nowhere. Right, because it's actually the road that goes through Darrington and past Oso is kind of, um, it's like a, it's not super well-known, but people like you and me use it to connect with Highway 20 to get over the mountains. Right. Darrington's basically at the base of the mountains, this Mm -hmm. little logging town. And so instead of connecting with Highway 20 farther north, um, where it meets I-5 and sitting through traffic and stoplights and stuff, you can take this little side windy road and bypass a bunch of traffic. And I think it's actually like 10 miles, like shorter. Yeah, it's definitely quicker. It's much quicker. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not super busy, but it is busy, especially in the summer. It's pretty busy. For sure. Um, but yeah, it's so it's not like highly trafficked, but it is a, a gateway kind of road. And it's not a great road for walking on. No, it's a small two-lane road with no, no shoulder, shoulders. none. Um, no street lights, very dark at night. Um, and it's also where the Oso landslide happened, mm-hmm. that road, for those who remember that. Um so I guess Washington is has the second highest number of missing and murdered indigenous women only behind New Mexico. Oh my Did you know God. that? I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. And that's horrible. <sighs> horrible that we're not yeah. aware. Yeah, um, I had no idea. And I mean, shame on me that I didn't know Me that. too. I, I agree. I, that's so sad. Because we actually, in this state, we have a large native population. Huge. Because our our tribes around here are, are fairly successful. Right. Um, a lot it, of casinos and venues. and Yeah. And we also have really uh, a really rich ecology here. And right. so, the, like I know, for the Tulalip tribe has fishing rights. And so there's a lot of commercial crabbing and fishing that happens even in the off season because they're, they're tribal. So they have the rights to the right. land that the rest of us interlopers don't. And so right. there's um, and it, like all along the Puget Sound, the tribes have these rights. And so there's, I think, more um, economic ep- opportunity for, yeah, our, for sure. our tribes in Washington state than other that are states. in the middle of the desert yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, just because of the richness of where we live. Right. And I mean, I swear like every eight out of 10 names around here is a tribal name. Like even Seattle. Yeah. Seattle. It's named after Chief Seattle. Yeah. Sammamish, Issaquah. Yeah. They, like everything is, is a um, native name. So we're very really, rich heritage here. Yeah. So we're really used, used to it. Yes. I guess. I don't know. That's true. No, it's true. We are. And like, it's very common for us. Yeah. And like we all go to, the reservation to get our fireworks and stuff yep. like boom city we we love it yeah but and even the outlets were the outlets built on native land yeah the outlets are subject actually to the tribal police yep. so when i used to have to call the police <laughs> it was the tribal police force yeah. that would and they have jurisdiction and it's only if the person actually gets off tribal land and then like gets on the freeway that like state patrol then takes over gotcha i didn't know yeah. that so that whole complex is owned by the tribe yeah so the Tulalip tribe the reservation the property that they own is is a large amount yeah and it's a very very wealthy like estate 
yeah. basically. It is. So I'm going to, I don't necessarily love reading from ar- articles, even though I do it. Um, but I do you want me get to this- read it? No, I'll read okay. it. I'm just saying, like, I don't want to drone on instead of it being interesting, us talking right. and me quoting. I don't want to get anything about this story wrong. Yeah. So I want to read this article from the Herald really quick yes, just to make sure it. I get it, everything correctly. So Mary Johnson was walking on Fire Trail Road when she texted her friend at 1.52 p.m. on November 25th, 2020. And so she's still daylight hours. Yes. <laughs> and so you can't victim blame there. Yeah. Still daylight hours until, what, 4.30? The sun goes mm-hmm. down that time of year, yeah. probably. And so it was to her friend that was supposed to give her a ride. She said, I'm almost at the church. He was supposed to pick up Johnson and drive her to a house near Oso. That text was the last he heard from her. Her cell phone later connected to towers around North Snohomish County. I'll come back to that later. It'll make more sense. Johnson, a tribal, excuse me, a Tulalip tribal member, also known as Mary Davis, has now been missing for over nine months. Authorities have released few details about her sudden disappearance. The FBI is now offering a $10,000 reward for information, the Bureau announced on Wednesday. After all the Gabby Petito case, hoorah, everyone else started coming forward and said, hey, what about us? It's mm-hmm. been missing for, why aren't and we getting coverage? So. Yes, rightfully agreed. So. Um, so my first thought with the police not releasing much information is there's things that they've discovered that are very specific that only the perpetrator would know that's why they're very a lot that's usually why they're very careful or they don't have anything yeah because do you know the the argument the 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 messiness that between well is it tribal responsibility is it federal right. is it local marysville police well the, all the Tulalip police needs to do is request the help of the fbi and then the fbi can come and help right but it slows things down yeah, when it, it comes to jurisdiction yeah. that happens not even in Just stupid stuff city to city is it and, state patrol yeah. or is it city? yeah the city cops yeah so that's my guess but you could be right i hope you're right um, so on November 24th, the day before she went missing, Johnson's estranged husband dropped her off at a house on the northern edge of the Toledo Reservation, according to a search warrant obtained by the Daily Herald. Um, all Johnson had with her as a suitcase. The couple wasn't getting along, Johnson told a friend. She was worried her husband was moving to California with shared belongings. The man living at the house along Fire Trail drove her to the Tulalip Tribal Court to get legal advice. There, she spoke to a security guard in the lobby, but there were no attorneys available, unfortunately. So she spent the night at the man's house, according to the warrant. The next day, the man was supposed to give Johnson a ride to a nearby church, he told police. She was set to meet another man who would drive her to the house near near Oso. A third man, who was also a guest at the house where Johnson was staying, also wanted a ride. The two of them were waiting impatiently in the man's truck while he got ready to drive them to the church, according to the warrant. This made the driver angry, so he yelled for the man to get out of his truck. Instead, the passenger and Johnson walked east from the house on 140th Street Northwest, better known as Fire Trail Road, around 1.30 p.m. on November 25th. But when her friend got to the church to pick her up, she wasn't there. He started driving up Fire Trail when he saw Johnson walking with a man who had been kicked out of the truck. After the friend drove by, he texted her saying there was too much stuff in his car to fit both of them. A little later, later, she texted him back saying she was almost to the church. This was the last text she sent, according to phone records. In the month before her disappearance, Johnson and this man had been in contact every day, 
yet he hasn't seen or heard from her since, he told police. And the man who was walking with her said he had stopped at a friend's house nearby before they got to the church, and Johnson kept walking alone. And he hasn't heard or seen from her since either. Um, before her disappearance, Johnson left a voicemail for a couple at the Oso, at the house near Oso where she was headed, according to the warrant. She sounded desperate as she asked her friend to pick up the phone. The couple told police Johnson never arrived. While the 1.52 p.m. text was the last message she sent, Johnson did make a short phone call just before 2.30 p.m., according to a police interview. But the woman who was on the other line was preoccupied and told Johnson she couldn't talk and hung up. She obviously was calling for help. Mm -hmm. And how could you hang up on someone that sounds desperate and needed to talk? That's horrible. About an hour later, so this is around 3.30 p.m., I'm guessing, Johnson's phone connected to a cell tower near Oso. According to the warrant, police reported she did not have a driver's license or a vehicle, and she couldn't have walked from Fire Trail to Oso in an hour. Yeah, no shit. The distance about 25 to 30 miles in just two hours. Her phone later, around 8.50 p.m., then connected to a tower in Marysville. And so the, back west. Yes. Okay. And um, then was powered off the next morning. Southwest. Because Marysville's south. Yeah. Well, southwest, yes. Um, so about 3.30, uh, 4 p.m., I think they're saying, it connected in Oso. Mm -hmm. And then 8.50 p.m., it connected back in Marysville. Hmm. So... Uh, and until the next morning when it was powered off and still hasn't been activated since. So they haven't been able to find so it. So somebody picked her up in Oso and her phone, at least. Someone picked her up in Marysville and drove her to Oso. Right. But then after she got to Oso, sounds like somebody else got a hold of her and took her south. Or at least took her phone south. Exactly. I think something happened to her in Oso because that'd be a place to dispose of a body God, if there's something like bad enough, happened. Like, there's so many places. People don't understand how insane the woods in Washington are because it's all second growth forest, which means that there's a lot of scrub ferns under the trees. So yeah. in old growth forests, you can actually like kind of see through the forest because there's not a lot of undergrowth here and you can't see shit growth forest you can't see five feet in front of no. you if it's not developed yeah it's easy to hide stuff you could i've thought about like because i hike a lot and right. i thought i think about that all the time like there could literally be a body five feet away from me and i would never know right i would never know right you're right about that good point all you the all you have to do is just get someone out of eyesight and then they're Especially gone. Especially the road yeah. that leads to Oso and Darrington. And there's like ditches and gullies and like there's the Boulder River that comes through there. Yeah. And the Boulder River, like at, if you do that hike, it's literally just like cliffs and then the river like a hundred feet below you. Like, right. And you can't. There's only limited access to the river. You have to, like, scramble down just a couple sections to even get to the river. Right. Like, you could just huck something off the edge of that trail oh, yeah. and it would be gone. Easy. 
even on the side of the road if you threw yeah. something just pulled over and into the woods and no like, one dri- no one would notice those, it those ditches i know this for a fact because when we were coming back from camping my poor goddaughter chrissy had to stop and use the bathroom and we had to pull over because she couldn't hold it and she had like she literally jumped into the ditch like right after oso so no one would see her literally you couldn't see her right the grass was like five feet tall yeah she was peeing and nobody you couldn't see her and the ditch itself was like 10 feet deep right and it's not like there's houses all along there there's no reason to stop it's so remote yeah very good good word remote yes so two weeks after Johnson vanished, her strange husband reported her missing. He told detectives they usually talked every few days, and he became increasingly concerned about her when he found out she hadn't collected her monthly welfare checks from the mail, he reported. Previously, she would pick up the checks the day they came in. The fact that she had left thousands of dollars in tribal welfare checks uncashed mm-hmm. is a significant indicator that she's being held against her will or deceased. Or yeah. A tribal, a Tulalip tribal police department detective wrote in the warrant. Yeah. I guess there's been a billboard erected along I-5 near Marysville that is asking driver for tips about Johnson's whereabouts. Yeah. Um, and an FBI spokesperson said it will likely take more time for leads to come in. So I guess they haven't really had any. Well, by the time she got to Oso, you said it was like five in the evening. So uh, it would have been uh, four, four, four thirty. Yeah. So by then it's like pitch black. So even if you were on the road, you may have passed somebody abducting her and not even known it because it's pitch black and there's no streetlights, like you said. Yeah, nothing. My, my, what I want to know is when she made those two phone calls, mm-hmm. one left on an answering machine, one the lady's like, I can't talk, and she sounded desperate needing help. Mm-hmm. Was that when her phone was connected in Oso, or was right. she still yeah, in Marysville? Yeah, the Mary's timeline. Phone? I'd be interested to see when the timeline. That's horrible. Yeah, right? That's horrible. Horrible. And I haven't, I mean, not that I watch our local news, but once in a while I do or read a local article and mm-hmm. I haven't heard about her. Yeah. And it's been almost a year. Yeah. <sighs> Sad. That's. Um, so if anybody has any tip and no tip can be too small, um, tips can be directed to the FBI field office in Seattle at 206 206- Six two two zero four six zero, or they can be submitted anonymous, anonymously at tips.fbi.gov. And we will also post her photo um, on yeah, our we'll website. Post, we'll post it all. And yeah, so that's Mary <sighs> Johnson or Mary, Mary Davis. Mary Davis. That's, that's horrific. Sad, huh? Yeah, I had no idea that the percentage of missing and murdered indigenous women was so high in our state second highest in the nation only behind new mexico and new mexico and arizona have a huge native american population yeah we think we have a large one theirs is theirs is the navajo nation i think is navajo nation is huge yes huge huge yeah that's 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 disgusting is what it is Well, there's just still this mentality that, you know, kind of like we were talking about with the drug thing, you know, well, what do you expect? You get what you deserve, you know, just 
like they're less important or less better or lower class yeah it's just kind of it's it's a it stems from generations and generations of bigotry and abuse and disenfranchised people and you know there's that whole myth of Native Americans just being drunk and disorderly and yes which can not be further from the truth and not like I yeah it's like and we're better like white people don't have a history of being drunk and just like what I that doesn't disqualify you from deserving justice and right I just it's it's heartbreaking agreed so yeah we will um we'll be posting that okay so we gotta wrap it up what are you listening to recommending watching okay so watching and I'm gonna next time we record I'm gonna make this one of my stories so I don't want to give too much away but hopefully my iPhone. Wait, did you watch that documentary on HBO too with the crazy hair? Yes! <laughs> yes! How did you know? I, it's like you're in my brain. I just watched that last night. So we're talking about The Way Down. Yes! Yes! Hold on. And I... It's called The Way Down, God, Greed, and the Cult of Gwen Shamblin. I... Was, I used to live there. I know! Not at the church. <laughs> You're like, I was the janitor. That's like, kicked me out. I was freaking losing my mind. Right. I was. Did it not feel like so many things we went through yes. at our church? 100%. Yeah, we got to talk about this next time. Okay. Because I was going to recommend you that's watch why, it if you hadn't watched it. That's why it. I didn't bring it up because I okay. knew it would take too long. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah, we can't talk about that because there's just too much. That could be our whole episode. Yes. I'm obsessed with her hair, though. It I gets higher and higher I the older she get gets. get over it. And the guy she married. Oh, uh, my God. It's so, like, it's crazy. It's crazy. I can't. It's so big. It's, it's literally, and we're not joking, a foot off her scalp. A foot. <laughs> a foot off it her scalp. crazy. Now, in when I lived in the South, they, the women would say, the higher the hair, the closer to God. A lot of women would right. say that. But kind of as, like, a joke. You right. Know, like, kind of wink, wink is in our culture Yes, funny. but this... Yeah. You could hide a ruler in this woman's hair. Easily. It's amazing. It's not I, a joke. I am obsessed with this. Okay, I'm so glad you watched it because we are going to talk about this. There's so much to unravel. There is. Okay, so another crazy documentary, cult-like documentary I watched was called Lula Rich on Amazon Prime. Oh, the pants. The leggings. So yes. I, you were not fortunate enough to be a mom of young kids in the mid-2000s. No. But I was. Yes, you and were. And I cannot tell you, there was at least three or four women selling LuLaRue on this island That alone. you knew? They would Via sh- social media? No, I didn't know them personally, but like they would show up at the farmer's market schlepping their big ikea bags full of god-awful leggings and dresses they're so ugly they're so ugly and there was like four women competing to sell leggings leggings like it's avon or mary Kay. and it was and i was always like i had never heard of it before i'm like i'm not putting my children much less myself in these ugly 
ugly clothes. Like, no way am I ever doing that. And it was like just kind of a weird thing, kind of like the oils people. I'd and never I just, heard of it. I was like, yeah, no, this is not for me. Please stop inviting me to your Lula Rue parties. <laughs> On Facebook or whatever? Yeah, and my estranged sister-in-law. So my husband um, has a brother that we don't really see anymore. Not really his fault, but his wife's kind of a nut job. Mm -hmm. And she's a LuLaRue person. Like she quit her corporate job. She had like a really good job to, to sell leggings. Yeah. Out of her garage. And she tried to like recruit me and I was like, no, we're done. It is like the oil. You literally kicked me out of your house on Christmas Eve because you said, Oh, you got that too. (laughs) She was like, well, we drove all the way from here to Portland and the brother Justin's brother had invited us over for Christmas Eve and we showed up and her family was there and she's like you guys need to leave because we're going out to dinner for Christmas Eve and it's just my family and then you never told me that yeah and then we had again we had slept our two young children down there and um they she didn't even get us Christmas presents and she knew she got everybody else in the family Christmas presents. She even handmade Justin's sister like this gorgeous like crocheted thing. She didn't even get my kids Christmas presents. Why didn't her bro- her husband uh, Justin's brother step in and be like they can come it's Christmas they drove all the way down here. Uh, it's a long story. So he didn't say anything. No, nope, nope. he just was like sorry guys you got to go. Did you guys go home? Well, we had to go to, like, I think we're staying with uh, another friend. So we just left and went to their house. How sad. I know how that feels. I've been through something similar. But then she, like, tried to recruit me for her leggings cult. After that? Yes. This is, like, 10 years after that. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, Bitch, please. Bye, Felicia. Seriously. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I would recommend that. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, we got to. I did see that, but. I, I I'd never heard of it, so it wasn't. Did you I wasn't watch as involved. it? I did. Okay, the people creeped me out. The husband and wife creeped me out. I was like, I don't, I don't like this. They yeah. creeped me out. But kind of same, like I said, moldy, same, smelly leggings. Same package, different wrapping. As, yes, as the yes. other, the big hair lady. It's just yes. the same, the same weird religious cult shit that you and I survived yes. and came out of. Um. So I'm so excited for next time. Me too. Um, That's why I, I kept my mouth shut. I was like, don't do it. I watched the remake of She's All That called He's All That. Shut up. <laughs> they, I like that movie. Okay. That the, movie, not he, the first one. Right. That movie like defined, right? Like our yeah. youth, right? Yes. Like, that was one of the biggest. And she looks just like Amy to me. Yeah. She I looks like that. our best friend, Amy. Yeah. She's gorgeous but they made a remake of it on netflix and it is so awful it's amazing i i'm gonna have to watch it i cackled my way through it at one point he's like riding through the quad on horseback what (laughs) what it is in in a geeky moment or when he's cool after he's cool (laughs) in my mind i was like okay geeky yeah that makes sense so if you want a good hour and a half of cackling, I turn he is all that on. It is so worth it. Or it turn is, our podcast on yeah, and you can hear us cackle. It's so funny. I laughed my ass off. I can't believe it. I know. I'm going to watch that. Yeah. And I've, I don't know. I've just, again, I've just been watching tons of 
history documentaries. I'm really into like ancient Rome right now. So I've really? been watching a lot of ancient Rome documentaries. Like the History Channel type stuff? Yeah. I'm listening to a book about violence in ancient Rome. It's kind of interesting. Yeesh. I bet yeah. that's rough. It's uh, The author's funny. She's funny. It's she. It's pretty dry. She's British. Oh, so gotcha, dry gotcha, humor. gotcha. And she's just like, now bear with me as I have to explain some insufferable politic bullshit from ancient <laughs> Rome that's going to make this murder make sense. Like, that's her type of attitude. So that's really, that's been good. And then... Um, murder. Yeah, so I've just been kind of watching cheesy movies and documentaries and listening to... And crocheting. Yeah. Crocheting like crazy. <laughs> With your ice helmet. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I, I mean, I literally have spent six plus weeks at home, like, hardly moving. So I've consumed a lot of TV media lately. Yeah, it's been, like, the last oh. three years for me. Me too. Yeah. I can't even think of anything else other than the big hair lady documentary. Everybody needs to watch that, and we will meet back here to talk about it ad nauseum. Way down workshop. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. So good. I can't wait. So good. Uh. Go run now to HBO. All right. Well, with that, stay informed, stay hydrated. But don't drink the Kool-Aid. Good night. Mm -hmm.